hello, and welcome to Famicast 91, your studio Famicast episode for early November 2016. I'm your host, Jenny Bivens, and today I'm joined by James Charlton. Remember, remember, the 5th of November. Well, it's not actually the 5th anymore, but you know, you get the point. Yeah, we already forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're also joined by... about it. We're also joined by Ty Sugar. TJ Combo for president. <laughs> hey, I can get behind that. I could too. Right. And pulling up the rear, Cyrus Delaney. <laughs> That's offensive, probably. Too soon? What? My rear is is hanging deliberately. I'm not I'm not pulling it up for your benefit. But isn't that like a phrase that they use in like races and stuff? Uh, okay, sure. no NASCAR fans here. <laughs> not not even me. <laughs> I was going to say, since when have you started watching NASCAR? Yeah, no. I'm only familiar with the winners of sports. I don't, I don't quite understand this this losing terminology. I think you're implying. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, we got a jam packed episode for you guys today. We're going to have some new business starting off the show, and then you know, getting on a little bit later in the show with the news. There's a lot of switch stuff that was kind of uh, trickled out. Uh, via leaks and rumors, probably mainly just rumors, but uh, we're going to touch on all that stuff, and uh, yeah, so buckle up. We're going to be right back after this quick musical break. James. What? Would you like to kick off new business for us today? That's good. I'll, I'll be uh, quick and breezy. Okay. Because um, I barely played any video games whatsoever. <laughs> I think I played for a grand total of like, I don't know, two, three hours the whole of last week. And that was only on like Saturday night, I think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> life, life, oh life, as um, Desiree, the uh, great philosopher, once said. Um, so yeah, I've just been, uh, trying to wrap up, uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, um, beat the last boss, boom. Uh, he was, uh, he was a good challenge. He was good. He was good. It, um, it did. It turns out they had actually, you know, had some balance to the bosses after all, you know, after the, uh, the crazy, uh, first boss, but yeah, it was pretty hard. And it reminded me of the King K rule, hmm. um, you know, how he kind of dashes across the stage and you have to bop his head as he goes underneath you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's it's weird how they're kind of getting around not using the Kremlins, even though uh, there's all these things that remind you of the Kremlings. It's kind of weird. <laughs> but I thought they owned the Kremlings because... Yeah, I was just thinking the, the exact same thing. Because I mean... aren't they in the stupid uh, Sonic Olympic games? Like you play as like whatever, Kronk or whatever his name is. Krunky? <laughs> I was, yeah, I yeah, 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 all those ones, all those ones, yeah. Right. So I don't get it. I don't get it why they just use them, you know. I mean, it's not like they're the height of uh, design, um, <laughs> just putting a K in front of everything. But, <laughs> but you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, uh, once you get that, it's similar to the first game. You get this, like, um, this, you know, whatever, puzzle thing that unlocks this, uh, well, it doesn't unlock anything, but you get one of eight things that you need to collect to unlock the final uh, secret world. So um, I think, like I said last episode, um, 
you know, I skipped loads of secret, uh, not secret worlds, but secret, uh, what do you call them? Like alternate routes, you know? So every world has, you know, like one, 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 two, one, three, but then they also have a couple of secrets like one A and one B. Um, so I've been unlocking all of those. So I unlocked all of those, beat all the, uh, what it would call those alternate routes or, you know, extra, extra stages. So I've unlocked everything, beat all the regular ones, but then every world also has a, as a K level one, like one K, two K. And those are the ones that you need to collect all the, um, the Kong letters <laughs> on each world oh. on every oh. single stage of the world. So I haven't done that. I did it on the first world. Um, got all the Kong letters because there's not many, many, there's not very many stages in the first world. So it's quite easy to, to do that. Um, so yeah, I guess from now, if, if I wanted to, I don't think I'm going to do this though. Um, I did it with the first, uh, Donkey Kong returns game, but I don't know. I don't feel the motivation to do it in this one for some reason. I mean, it's not like I'm not enjoying the game, but it's just like, uh, going through every stage, get, getting all the Kong letters. And it's just like, uh, CBA. Yeah. Uh, that's, can't be asked. I mean, um, whenever I started, I mean, I'm nowhere near the end of the game. I think I'm in the second world, but yeah, I mean, the first few levels I was kind of doing that. I was like, okay, this isn't that hard to find these letters, but you know, it gets progressively more difficult as you keep going on. And it's just like, all right, fuck this. I just want to get to the end of the stage. Yeah. It was, it's always like you get, you miss one, you've got the KO G or whatever. And you're like, Oh, should I go back and get the end? Should I die on purpose? Cause I saw where the end was. Should I, should I die on purpose and then get it again? It's like, ah, I'd rather just complete the level. <laughs> and then you, uh, that all builds up. And before you know it, you know, you've missed, you know, half the ones in the whole game. <laughs> uh, so, um, I don't know, maybe one day, but for, uh, looking at my past record, when I, when I look back and say things like, I might go back and do that. I never, ever do that. Yeah, <laughs> like, those, those are the words of a quitter. but you know i think i think i've I've talked about this before like my kind of attitude to games has kind of slowly changed like not only on this podcast but just you know because of you know life in general it's um i'd i've i used to be a completionist like go back and look at my 242 star galaxy saves i used to you know like 100 percent everything especially first party nintendo games i would just you know 100% 100% the shit out of everything. You know, I just wouldn't go on to the next game until I did that. And I did that. I mean, I even did that after the after my first kid was born. I was still doing that. But like, <laughs> and now with the second baby, it's like uh, my time, my, my spare time has got to like almost zero. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm going to use these precious few hours to like either painstakingly go through all levels I've already completed or move on to another game you know (laughs) enjoy another game you know what i mean so it's like i'm happy with completing the game seeing the credits um i'm like okay i can check it off in my mind like okay i beat that game uh i enjoyed it you know same for like watchdogs right i mean i was no nowhere near completing that game but i saw the credits so i'm like you know i'm happy you know i saw a lot of the game yeah um there are there are games where it really like (laughs) rubs salt in the wound when it's like you complete it but then it's got like 36 percent on the save file and you're like fucking hell like <laughs> like i barely did anything in this game but like dk is not like that i think it was like 60 or no 70 percent or something like that when like the first go through so i was like oh, yeah, that's fine 
uh, I can't remember what game that was now, now I think about it. But there was, it could have been Watch Dogs now I think about it. But like, <laughs> might have been Batman. <laughs> oh, yeah, it could have been that as well. There's so many things to do. Yeah, that's another good point. Like Batman, that was, that was the same kind of deal. You know, credits done. Thank you very much. You know, I'm not going back and getting all like the packages and whatever it is, you know, little trophies and scour every inch of the, that, that world. God it's like, those Riddler trophies. in Arkham Asylum, <laughs> yeah. I did go through and get all of the Riddler trophies. Yeah. I did it for, for Asylum and for City, and I said wow. never again. I, I just really liked the gameplay and just how it played, and I had time. I don't know, not that I have less time or more time now or anything, but just, I don't know. Most of the time, James, I'm kind of like with you, man, for different reasons. It's just I'm playing through a game. I want to get to the credits, and if I can do that, then I'll move on to another game. I'm just trying to like beat games that i buy because i have right. way too many that i get and just don't go through all the way I, I don't think i could you know rest having you know got into the last world and not finished it you know i'm not i'm not quite at that point yet i know there are some people who just like the minute they have any frustration they just stop and play the next game mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not quite there yet <laughs> I, i'm still at the like i need to finish the game mm-hmm. um you know i don't know one day maybe when i'm like 60 or something i'm like uh, you know, play the first level and then just like throw it in the bin or whatever. But like, <laughs> you know, I'm, st- I'm still, I'm still clinging onto some part of my, uh, you know, my previous, um, you know, completionist uh, mindset, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely uh, going more lax on that kind of thing. But you know, I'm fine with that. And uh, you know, <laughs> I'd still be playing freaking Batman if I, <laughs> if I was still like that. <laughs> so. Um, I'm glad I'm not doing that. Uh, and I've still got, I've still got freaking like, I don't know, two more games from my like England pile of games <laughs> from like, you know, so long ago. I can't actually remember when I went to England now. <laughs> it's like, was it last year? Was it two years ago? I can't actually remember now. Seven. <laughs> can't even remember. It's so long ago. It's like, you know, my family's now starting to ask me, when are you coming back to England? It's, like, it's been that long, you know. Um, so yeah, that's all I have been playing. I was trying to think of some kind of like mini life in Japan topic to talk about. And I was like, all I could think of was Halloween. I was like, yeah. Halloween in Japan. Yeah, that's a thing now. Uh, <laughs> I went to a Halloween party, um, which is the first one I've been into in a long time. Because it was at my school. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. There a lot of cool costumes. Um, some guy had made his own proton pack. Uh, it, it came as a... Uh, the, the dude in the in the new Ghostbusters. Uh, I haven't actually seen that. Um, uh, I think he's called Kevin. Yeah, he, play, he, he, plays, <laughs> he plays the Janine, you know, the male Janine or whatever. Yeah, and he made this like proton pack himself. It was it was incredible, and he actually won the uh, the contest at the party I was at. But yeah, there was a couple of Mario's. Um, I can't really remember. Oh, there was an amazing Dumbledore. <laughs> but that's not really game related. <laughs> Still pretty cool. And, and there was probably loads of like you know anime game characters that I just didn't know uh, <laughs> that people were dressed as. But yeah, it's cool. Yeah, Halloween. I mean, I've been in Japan twelve years, and twelve years ago, it wasn't really much of a thing. Like, uh, no one really did anything. I mean, there were like foreign foreigners parties in in Tokyo or whatever. But now, I mean. People might have seen this even on uh, Twitter, like going making the rounds, like in Shibuya, like the amount Shibuya of people dressing up. Yeah, it was just like a giant 
outdoor costume party it was like yeah. insane everyone was dressed up it was amazing it was a work day too and but you know still <laughs> a lot of yeah people. that was the thing like oh no no they actually did it like um i forget when was they, halloween they, now? halloween was a monday so they ran it on the previous right, right. sunday yeah it was a sunday wasn't it It was the 30th yeah i remember that but now. they still they still did people were still doing stuff and out and about like yeah. more people than should have been like last week on the actual <laughs> yeah, on halloween day, day. On the yeah. right night, yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, um, if you're interested in that, you definitely seek out some videos of that. People have done like you know street uh, street cam videos of that. It's kind of amazing. Um, but yeah, uh, my son dressed up as a Ghostbuster again this year. He reused his costume for last year, so mm-hmm. that was good. And uh, yeah, oh yeah, I was gonna. Uh, I was going to talk about like uh, my son's continuing education, uh, i.e., things what making him watch uh, TV shows from when I was a kid. <laughs> so brainwashing. Um, some people might say that, but uh, <laughs> but like you know, he's now really into like the turtles. He would like you know the the good turtles, the uh, you know the classic you know eighties nineties turtles. Uh, he knows the theme song. Uh, he knows all the turtles' names. You know, Shredder, Splinter. Nice. April O'Neil. Um, Casey, Casey Jones. Casey, yeah, I, there's only seen one episode with him in. It's not really in that much in the first couple of seasons. You need to show cartoon. your son that live action movie, the first one. <laughs> maybe, maybe. It's not like <laughs> Great movie. Yeah. Um, so what else have I got? Yeah, so he's, he knows the Ghostbusters. He knows all the Ghostbusters. Names. He knows the Turtles names. Um, what else have we been watching? There was something else. Uh, that we were watching together. Oh yeah, the the nineteen sixties Batman. Obviously, oh, okay. need, 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 to, need to get him into so he knows all the uh, the classic Batman villains now without having to traumatize him by making him watch Batman Begins <laughs> <laughs> or or, ba- or even worse, the Dark Knight. Want to see a magic trick? Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's good. It's nice, uh, like reliving my youth through my son by making him watch everything I used to watch. <laughs> you will like it. Yeah. Yeah, sounds like the way to be. But yeah, but he'd rather watch uh, Yokai Watch and uh, that Kamen Rider, you know, Exade or whatever it's called. God, I hate that new Kamen Rider. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> the gaming one is so stupid. I mean, the 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 way they trickle feed out these um, like toys and stuff, it's just it's so insidious. It's unbelievable. Um, basically, this guy is like leveling up with each ep- episode now. So it's like he's not. You know, with each level, he gets things added onto his suit, and he gets different games that he puts in his uh, belt. So, like different AR things go around him and stuff. So it's like, you know, it's just the same dude with just bits added to him. And it's like, you know, you have to buy these cartridges to slot into your belt, which the real life belt does absolutely fuck all. It does literally nothing. (laughs) You put it in, it lights up, and it makes a different sound. That's it. But they look exactly the same. It was slightly different colors and he's already asking me for like you know the third version it's like oh for fuck's sake you shouldn't tell him that oh for fuck's sake (laughs) yeah continue his education (laughs) yes yeah oh thundercats as well thundercats forgot about that had to get get him into thundercats so um it's good the 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 original they did they did a remake of thundercats i don't know if anyone knew that yeah it's not bad I actually watched the whole series. I watched the first one. They kind of, they kind of, they kind of fucked up the uh, theme song, and I was like, "Yep, nope, 
<laughs> no dice. <laughs> it's one thing you can't mess up. Okay. So, yeah, that's it. I'm sorry. Don't have any more games to talk about. That's cool. Please understand. Okay. We'll we'll take another quick break here and be back with some more new business. Would you mind carrying on the new business for us? Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, coming up on Halloween, there was a... There, you know, there's a lot of sales going on for spooky games. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, That's true. That's true. <clears throat> so uh, I bought all these zombie games. I got the Resident Evil like uh, remaster and Zero. Oh, right. Like in a, in a two-pack, 20 bucks. Nice. Yeah. It so, came out that came out on everything except Nintendo systems. Right. Which uh is ironic because they originally were Nintendo exclusives. Right. I played this on <laughs> Nintendo sixty four in the year two thousand at E three. <laughs> True story. And I playing it on Xbox? Yeah. As uh, God intended. Tell me tell me the uh the, the controls, because like apparently they quote unquote fixed the controls, so they're not tank or whatever uh yeah you you can switch between like tank and not tank uh yeah it's just like you push the stick in a direction and your character goes in that direction so you can turn really fast now so does that kind of mess up like when the camera switches and then do you immediately walk back into the camera sometimes yes (laughs) (laughs) that's so stupid (laughs) i mean if you hold it it in whatever direction you'll keep running in that direction Mm -hmm. even if it's like the opposite direction you're holding as long as you're holding it continuously. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Right. But if you if you if you're trying to get do a if you're trying to turn right where the camera switches, you might like go back and forth a couple of times. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you know, it's not that bad. It's just like oh, uh, just an annoying little thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's nice to have not tank controls in Resident Evil Zero because you know you can also move your your partner character. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you're just moving them like relative to the camera and you're trying to move both characters at once, it's kind of useful. Oh, you can actually move them at the same time. Yeah. yeah. That, I totally, that, that, forgot, totally forgot about that. Was yeah, it like, and the GameCube, was it C stick to, to do that? Yes. Man, God, it's so long ago since I played that. I did actually like it. I was one of the three people in the world that liked it. Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I liked it, except it had these weird difficulty spikes, like the certain enemies that were just way more powerful than yeah, everything yeah. around you. Yeah, it's 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 kind of a tough game. Um, where I'm at now, like I, I think I've saved right before the last puzzle and then the last boss. So I'll probably report in. I'll probably replay it on hard or go for a no save run or whatever the achievements want me to do later. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. The last boss is like one. Like guys surrounded by those little um, lava type yeah, things. Yeah, the leaves things. The leaves things, yeah. Yeah. Man, I remember that. I remember right. fi- finishing them off with a magnum, if I remember rightly. Yeah. The magnum thing. Be careful to <laughs> unequip it because it looks a lot like a regular pistol. And if you get your character has equipped and you switch to the partner, your AI is just going to fire it all, fire off all your rounds at the zombies. And it's, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I remember there's some good puzzles in that with the uh, the co-op thing. Well, not, well, it's not co-op, but you know what I mean. Like yeah, part, know, partner you, system. You, you co-op for lonely people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, and it's also like... Uh, it has all the really annoying quirks of like old school Resident Evils. Like, uh, you know, get the rooster key for the bullshit door. <laughs> and then, Classic. Like, you, like, if you get a card key for a door, you know, you use it and say, it's locked. And then you have to be angled right at the card reader just right. And you can't just use it. You have to go to your inventory and use the card key <laughs> because it doesn't prompt you. It's just little tiny annoying things like that. I remember you could drop items anywhere. That was kind of super useful. Yeah, I totally yeah, forgot I, about that. And I was I like that. Items. It's cool. I was juggling items like a clown for like the first hour of the game before <laughs> I noticed there's like a, a leave. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, oh wow. You just like just like designate a room to like a dumping ground and just like throw everything in it, right? Right. <laughs> So throw oh, it on man. the floor, just like just like my house. <laughs> throw, it <up. laughs> throw it on the ground. Right. Man, I remember like first time you walk on top of the train, I was like, man, that was freaking amazing. Like the the the, the effects that they had on that thing is yeah, very very. The game cool. was definitely a really impressive step up from Resident Evil games, which is cool. They tried a lot of cool stuff with that game. <laughs> I have a guilty confession, actually. I've only ever beaten Resident Evil 4 and 5. Weak. And I don't even think I've, I've never played 2, never played Nemesis, never played... Well, I have Code Veronica, like, even on my PS3, I think, now. But right. yeah, I mean, I just haven't played anything else other than that. I, th- I might okay. even have owned Zero. I know I owned the remake, and I have it again, because it was free on PlayStation Plus last month. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think I bought Zero, like, twice before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That game actually came with a game, uh, a memory card on the GameCube. Oh, really? It was one packed in, at least in oh. Japan. Okay. okay. I think it was in America, too. And uh, I was in the right place at the right time when they were, like, just clearing out a whole bunch of copies in one random shop. So, like, I got it with a, a memory card for, like, five bucks, which is worth it just for the memory card. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I remember waiting so patiently for that Resident Evil 2 to come out on uh, N64. That was that was the first one that I actually owned and completed myself. Like I remember playing the second one on my friend's PlayStation like with him but not like actually playing it on my own. Right. Resident Evil 2 and then it was the remake and then 0 and then 4, right? Those are the yes. Those are the four Resident Evils I've completed because those are the only ones that have been on Nintendo systems. Oh well, no! Technically, Nemesis is on GameCube, isn't it? They just kind of dumped the PS2 game or PS1 right. game on it, yeah. <laughs> but with no adjustments whatsoever. Right. I never did that. My my shameful Resi memory is I the first Resident Evil I I I'd already cleared two, three, four, and a bunch of other ones, but then uh, I finally went back to Resident Evil One, and I was trying to do it in two saves so I could get the or one save file so I could get the the A rank. And I got the whole way through the game totally fine. And I was on the way walking from like point A to the last boss to fight him. And then I was attacked by a zombie and died. Just, <laughs> just like a regular zombie. A guy I probably run past about eight times in the previous 20 minutes. And he just grabbed me, killed me. And that was like what, four hours of gameplay and like, fuck that. So I never went back. My, my, oh. best, 
best Resident Evil moment for me was uh, I think it was the remake. Um, does the remake have like a second playthrough where like the nemesis is chasing you or something like that? Or oh, it's not the nemesis, but like oh, the uh, one deadly zombie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There is not, one super zombie that chases you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it's it's not like the first playthrough, right? Isn't it the second playthrough? No, or? it 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 unlocks after you beat it or beat it on at least normal difficulty right 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 so i remember playing through that so i was like you know super confident just walking down this corridor that i'd walked down you know hundreds of times before <laughs> and then and you they... shoot him and the mansion explodes <laughs> <laughs> no no the guy he, he busts through a door like just as like a pre-rendered door that you just don't expect will open he just fucking bursts through it. I literally, well, not literally, but I almost shit myself. It was like, <laughs> unbelievable. Like, cause I just, you know, when you're like, I don't know what you would call it. Like your game players, like mindset, you know, you just think, okay, that's pre-rendered. That's, he's not, no one's coming right. through there. Yeah. But that I think just, you might be thinking of Resident Evil 2. Maybe. No, it was definitely GameCube and, uh, okay. I, I didn't have yeah but I, like I, like I said it could have been like the second playthrough or like an alternate mission or something like right. that because I, I remember, remember that things, particular but I'm probably just forgetful yeah I just remember being super calm and super confident about nothing bad is going to happen in this corridor <laughs> <laughs> and boy was I wrong nice but that, that's the those are the best moments of Resident Evil like the dog you know through the window all those kind of things right mm-hmm if you've ever played my last, <laughs> my last tangent on this is like if you've ever played Dead Space, the like yeah. the Xbox PS3 survival horror, it's kind of it's very Resident Evil. You go through there's like an oh. item shop like Resident Evil Four where you can stock up and upgrade and stuff. What are you buying? Right, and uh, and it's it is the the law of all video games in the world that once you're in a shop, that is your safe space. You're <laughs> you're navigating menus, nothing can hurt you. And then there's this one shop where uh, an enemy will attack you and drag you out of the shop while you're buying stuff. Oh, and you God. have to just kill him, like, right there. And it's it's the most fucking, like, psychologically damaging thing that has ever <laughs> happened to me in a game. And possibly real life. And, uh, and for the rest of the game, you are in an absolute panic going into the shops from that point on. And it never happens again. But it is... It's just like, you bastards, you goddamn bastards, whoever just thought of that. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think Resident Evil 4 does something similar to that, doesn't it? Like, nah. nah. They, they play the music, but... You kill the shopkeeper by shooting him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you've done that, I don't know. Yeah, maybe not on accident, though. <laughs> by accident, <laughs> yes. Right. Oh God. <laughs> All right. uh, I, I have more zombie games to talk about. Okay. All right. Uh, so, speaking of rebuying games, uh, I bought a zombie, aka a Zombie U, on uh-huh. the Xbox One. We what, talked is, about it's called that. Zombie? Yeah, it's yes. just Zombie. Yeah, <laughs> we talked brilliant. about that briefly like uh, a month ago or a couple weeks ago. I don't remember. It should be Maybe called I... zombie, zombie One on the Xbox One, right? <laughs> no, no it's, it's just zombie. They should have replaced the I at the end with a one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's nice. I'm playing it in English, mm-hmm. which it, which is only appropriate for a game set in England. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Ty, I mean, did, oh. did you have it on the Wii U? I do. I did. Okay. Because, yeah, I did too. Oh, Danny, I just you couldn't, got it, right? Yeah, yeah I, I got it at launch, and I just couldn't get past... 
dude bro military talk from Japanese guys who in real yeah. life, th- that just doesn't happen, man. I mean, sure, you got the self-defense forces, but I mean, it's just, they should oh, always... Was it, was it dubbed? Yes. Oh, man. Couldn't just yeah. do it. Yeah, and I remember a long time ago, uh, Minoru talked about it and how the localization was kind of bad. <laughs> really? I don't remember that. <clears throat> I, I remember him talking about how like how ugly the text was. Oh, uh, how, how our guys and eyes don't perceive how bad whatever the Japanese equivalent of Comic Sans is. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my god, I could just imagine that. Yeah. yeah, so that's what's going on. So I've only played a little bit of the Xbox version. Like I wasn't super drawn into it, but I'll probably like finish it up. And uh, yeah, it's the same game. You absolutely do not need the Wii U gamepad for it. In fact, the Wii U gamepad made it worse. So how does it handle the opening the backpack, but you can still die thing? You hit the button and it shows the backpack contents on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And can you see your character like uh, you, behind it or something? Or? Yeah, I think it's translucent. Or in any case, um, you can see like the re- you can see the like the rest of the the playing field like around it. It just kind of puts it in the middle of your view. <laughs> so if there's stuff moving around, you'll probably catch it out of the side. Gotcha. Yeah, it's kind of like if you've ever played Borderlands online and you start messing around with your menu, like. You know, you can still see stuff happening behind the menu. Right. I have okay. a feeling I'm the only person here who's recording <laughs> yep. online. I'll take your word for that. Uh, uh, but I mean, it, like you said, Ty, I mean, this is this a this a thing with a lot of other online games too. Yeah, it's like, or like every online game ever made. If you put <laughs> yeah. in your inventory or on a menu, like stuff is going to keep happening. Right, yeah. right, right. Right. So you that's exactly it. what it's like. Hmm. I, I may report it in in the future. When I'm a bit farther into it, mm-hmm. but uh, cool, blimey, yeah. Gavna. Yeah, blimey. Uh, so it reminds me, one other feature that I want the Switch to have is language selection on games. Language cool. selection. I mean, okay, right? Yeah. Like th- this is what it's a standard feature on every other system now. It's like get. GameShip as one thing with all the languages built in, and I'm sure that's the economical way to build your games too mm-hmm. just so so you, you only have to bug test like one package you only have to get certification for like one package right i don't yes. think that's how i don't think that's how it works i think you do have to get it you know endorsed by every regional thing yeah although, maybe although well, danny do you remember that news thing we did like a few months ago how nintendo joined this global initiative that lets you uh like you, you rate it once and it gets like automatically rated by all the other regional right. things. Right. Yeah, I'm not talking about rating. I mean like yeah. bug certification. I, I'm pretty sure That's you true. only have to do one for Microsoft. I mean for it depend for a lot of like Japanese developed games, if you think about it, like if it's something that's gotta come to the West and it comes out here beforehand, let's say something like Dragon Quest Builders, because I think that just came out in the West recently. But I mean, you know, regardless of whether it did or not, I mean, the first release that they're going to have of that game, they're not, it's just going to be Japanese, you know, but you know, maybe by the time the North American version or the European version comes around, they'll have all those languages on there. And I mean, with, with a lot of like the stuff coming from the West to Japan, um, you know, third party stuff, or even like 
Sony or Microsoft stuff, of course they're gonna, you know, have this stuff in English. And Japanese is kind of like a secondary thing, you know. But um, yeah. So I mean, it's like if you like buying like these one of these big third party games on like PS4, Xbox One, if they don't have like the dual language of English and Japanese on it, it's just like what the hell are you guys doing? You know? Yeah, yeah. Like most of my games have a shit ton of languages you can pick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I remember there was this uh, story that we, we ran on the site, you know, years ago now. It was the, during the Wii era. There was, um, I think it was a version of either FIFA or maybe the Tiger Woods golf games. And the American version and European version were actually the same disc. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you put it in, you know, I think maybe Greg talked about this on RFN, you know, years ago. And whatever, you know, if you put it in a European system, it just turned into the European version. And you put the same disc in the American one, it was like the American version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like almost like a region free disc, you know, kind of so weird. But they didn't want you to know that, of course. Right. That was completely hidden from, you know, the consumers. Right. <laughs> and I mean, that, that's exactly like a couple of how a number of Xbox 360 games work. Right. I, I'm talking about it before. I think under the terms region fuckery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of like Capcom. Capcom had a lot of discs like that too, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Resident Evil does that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure if I, yeah, I wonder if uh, if I set my Xbox language to Japanese, if it'll fuck up <laughs> the Resident Evil games I have. Um, there's a there was a semi recent version of Retronauts that uh, talked about um, like censorship like between regions it was uh, really interesting actually talking about this kind of topic you know why certain things are changed uh in japan and vice versa it's mm-hmm. kind of cool worth checking out cool all right uh next zombie game i have i actually bought this in a <laughs> shop it oh was uh, yeah dead rising three oh, okay on the xbox one and it had like uh, the season pass DLC code in it, still unused, even though it was a used game. Ah, <laughs> uh, nice. So that, like Japan. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. And uh, so I played through that game, and uh, I enjoyed it a lot. It's it's Dead Rising. Hmm. And uh, is that exclusive to Microsoft system? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, that's that's true for the whole series, right? That's published by Microsoft. Mm-hmm. No, uh, so I think uh, two came out on PS3 as well. Yeah, two was a it was a mixed bag, but the other ones have been exclusive. Well, then there was Dead Rising Chop Till You Drop on the Wii. <laughs> oh that, yeah, yeah. Oh god, which is actually the only version I played. Wow, <laughs> like Good four job. zombies, four zombies on screen at once. It's a swarm, man. <laughs> That's rough, man. Yeah, that's the same. Wasn't it like uh, Mass Effect One was like a Microsoft exclusive, but like two, three, one, something weird like that, right? Some, yeah, I don't know. But then they changed it. But uh, that game is really fun. I probably get played a lot more. I also have the uh, the ridiculously titled DLC with all the like the Street Fighter bullshit. Oh yeah, like the hyper mega. Yeah, every Capcom joke thing. Yeah. <laughs> That, that joke has never been made before, EX plus Alpha. <laughs> but, yeah, that's fun. Cool. Yeah. Zombie um, games. Yeah, they're, like, okay, I don't know if you guys played Dead Rising 2, but, like, one of the main hooks of that game is you pick up, like, just these random items that are lying around, and you jerry-rig them into this really cool zombie-killing weapon. 
<laughs> that, but it was really annoying because you had to go to a, a workbench to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, usually in like a safe room or something. And, you know, that's really annoying. You don't want to do it. Is it safe though, Ty? Is it? Is yeah. anywhere safe, really? <laughs> yeah. But in three, you don't need to do that. You just like get both things and you whip it together in a few seconds and it's awesome. Cool. Is it just like menu based how you do it then? Just uh, you just do it in your inventory screen. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you hold R and it pulls up kind of like a wheel of all the stuff you have in your inventory. Mm-hmm. And uh, if one like builds into a combo weapon, you just like hit A, and mm. the guy puts it together in a few seconds. So that's really good and fun and convenient, especially since there are many, many, many combinations of things you can make, and some of them are really funny. Hmm. Yeah, Electric uh, chainsaw? Yeah, that sort of stuff. Like, uh, you, you put together, like, this uh, this traffic signal, and I forget what else, like a scythe or something, and uh, this... This uh, liquid nitrogen pack, and you're you've got this like this electric staff that freezes zombies, and you're just like shredding through these crowds, shooting lightning, and it's holy <laughs> shit! This is awesome. <laughs> nice. They realized what was fun about the game, and they they went ham on it. Yeah, I, I think so too. And uh, you can also have like a posse of survivors following you. Like you can have a like I think up to like three NPCs following you. Hmm. And they'll just kind of, you know, they'll fight with zombies. They'll use whatever weapon you hand them. Except the weird ones. Just like the regular weapons. Hmm. So it's fun. I'm definitely going to play it more. Try to get all the little Easter egg things. Because it's also a game with like a ton of distractions. Almost like a, I don't know, like a GTA game maybe. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, there's, a, yeah, there's, a, there's a fourth one like on the way. In the right? works. In the works. Yeah. And is that Xbox exclusive? I I don't think so, but don't quote me on that. Okay. So yeah, that's good. So that's three zombie games, right? I, three, I think so. Three for three. Yep. Right. And uh, I think if it's cool, me and Cyrus will both talk about Overwatch then. Whoa. Halloween costumes. Yes, Halloween event. <laughs> the abusive Halloween costumes. Oh man. There's going to be some salt. Not on my part. I did great. Yeah, that's <laughs> the salt. Every, every legendary Halloween costume, at least. So, yeah, the, the way it works is Halloween event, you, you level up, you earn a loot box, you've got a chance for a random rare item, which is like a new skin for your character. Mm. And they had four, like, time-exclusive Halloween costumes. And fucking Ty got, like, all of them within seconds of playing. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and I I wanted just one. I only wanted one costume, which is like the witch costume for the healer I play. And uh, oh no, I got like thirty five boxes. Like that means I leveled up thirty five times over the course of this thing <laughs> to get boxes. And uh, and then I even I even bought some actual boxes. And I got <laughs> not. I didn't get this fucking witch at all. I ended up having to like spend all of the in game currency I recruited for like months. To buy this costume in game, <laughs> so, so you can uh, buy them as well. If you like, if you get duplicate items in game, you earn some credits that you can then spend on whatever you want. 
but right. the the Halloween costumes because they're limited edition were like massively overpriced compared to everything else. Yeah. Well, uh, during the last event, you couldn't even buy the the event items with the in-game currency. You had to just, you know, roll the dice. And cry like me. Right. Oh, man, that sounds a bit gotcha for me. Well, yeah. they didn't have options for real money there or what? Yeah. Like, it, basically like a buck a box, right? Okay. Just for the... Oh, God. For, not yeah. even like, you, okay. Not even for the item. You have to pay for the random chances. Oh man, that's just straight up a gacha system. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's at least a gacha system with like the option to buy them with in-game credits if you don't get what you want. Yeah, the in-game credits are like kind of like a fail-safe. Yeah. So uh, if there's something you really want, you can get it if you play uh, or at least get so many loot boxes. Yeah, so theoretically everything in the game you can get just by playing or you can gacha it up. Oh, okay, okay, right, okay. So if yeah. it didn't have that in-game credit thing, I would be calling bullshit from the rafters. <laughs> I was going to say, I'd be saying, get that smartphone shit out my real games, right? Yeah. Right. Man. Right. So uh, I went super ham, and I got like almost every single Halloween thing, definitely all the new character skins. Hmm. Uh, I also put in a lot of new upgrades on my computer so I could click heads better. <laughs> it's great like I, I got 144 hertz monitor I'm playing this game at over 100 frames a second <laughs> Jeez. and uh in a VR helmet right <laughs> and uh, like well I was at it I'm like okay may as well like throw in like another 8 gigs of RAM and uh how about an SSD <laughs> so yeah you should play it with a VR helmet on which simulates you, you looking at like a 100 inch monitor right <laughs> do they make left-handed power gloves because I need one for each hand <laughs> good question actually yeah um, that's something that they need to do for Splatoon isn't it um, power glove power glove this, yeah, I, yeah. I'm interested to see where this goes no 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 I mean actual costumes but like you know Halloween and stuff that's something like surprisingly lacking in is like you know seasonal costumes oh Oh, for like in game, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like not even like a Santa hat. There's like there's nothing, is there? It's just regular yeah. stuff. I mean, I considering mean, how kind of all out they go with Animal Crossing and stuff. Well, yeah, and right. Um, Maybe they just kind of drew a line in the sand. It's like whenever it was when they stopped making content, and they're like, okay, all of this is going in the sequel on Switch. So I, I really do feel that it's it wasn't necessarily this is going in the sequel, but more like. I really don't think they expected Splatoon to be the insane craze that it is. And yeah. just kind of made it as a standard game with standard stuff and then tried to catch up to how popular it was. Well, that's for damn sure. Like with the, uh, <clears throat> the re- not the reissue, but like the second wave of uh, Amiibos where they just painted them different colors, but mm-hmm. all of the in-game content was exactly the same. I mean, that's just proof <laughs> that they were just making it up as they went along after a certain point. It's like, okay, what can we do? golden shoes why not (laughs) yeah charge them again why not but um yeah it definitely makes you because you know like when the from the 2.5 seconds we've seen of the uh, the next one uh it looks like they are going all out with the customizable stuff so let's hope they do those kind of events and try and learn something from overwatch and uh you know have extra gotcha it up (laughs) no 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 no. don't do that (laughs) (laughs) don't do that do everything except that (laughs) 
if you connect to the Mitomo app, you can gacha yeah, for items yeah, yeah. in the Splatoon. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good point. They do, they, they do go all out with the costumes for Mitomo, yeah. <laughs> the, the non-game game. But uh, yeah, there we go. Are you, are you guys done? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I burned myself out in Overwatch pretty bad, so <laughs> I still play it a lot. <laughs> I I I, I, j- I just try to play like there's an experience bonus you get like if you win a game like every day. So I've been doing that so I can get more unlockables. For, uh, you know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I am moving up in the. Uh, the ranked mode, which is pretty real. Hmm. Yeah. It's uh, it's an interesting experience because when you play ranked matches online, it tries to match you with, like, same group sizes. Oh, okay. So, like, if you're in a group and you queue up, like, it'll put you against another group the same size, generally. Hmm. And, you know, if you queue by yourself, it'll put you in a free-for-all. Hmm. So, so that leads to a lot of interesting things where maybe there's not a lot of group cohesion because it's a team game. You have to use your skills together. Right. You may have heard like people will get really toxic in, in this game sometimes. <laughs> I, and, believe uh, it. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I found out the best way to rank up, like, like there's this guy in the something awful overwatch thread. Who's like a top 500 and it's just kind of mentoring everyone. Like, uh, like before you get to platinum, you can more or less carry the game by yourself if you're really, really, really good. Hmm. And uh, so I've been just trying to, like, you can't control what other players do, and you can't make them better. Like that's <laughs> just how it is. Yeah. So all you can do is focus on your own play, like get better at positioning, get better at you know timing. Uh your ultimate moves, you know, you, you build resources. It's like a super move in a fighting game. Hmm. And, uh, of course, get better at clicking heads. <laughs> so I've been trying to get better at all those, and my rank jumped up a lot, actually, and it's been great. Everything hmm. is great. <laughs> the same rules can be applied to English teaching in Japan. Right? Even if you're doing it on accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just... That's impossible. Get good. Everyone in this game is bad, including yourself. <laughs> it's like the like the one truth you have to like grasp, <laughs> and your only your only hope is just to get better individually. You know, uh, uh, Ty just reminded me of when he said uh, you know about uh, it matching you with groups of similar size. Like um, in Splatoon, you can do like. Uh, what's it called? Uh, it's not called clans, is it? What's it called? The uh, the squads. So you can choose like you know two man squad, three man squad, four man squad. So if you got like two of the friends, go in there with a three squad, right? And you'll get matched up with you know a random extra fourth person will join you, right? right. Nope, nope, that's not what happens. Wait, what? You, you get put <laughs> against the... four dudes. <laughs> what the Whoa. fuck? So there's your that's... group of three, and you get put against a random team of four. So, that was a bit of an oversight. I'm kind of glad I didn't buy this game now. Man, Nintendo, <laughs> I, you yeah, done I remember. good. You done good. I remember it was like me, Matt, and uh, it could have been Luca actually, uh, Tyrion, <laughs> and we were like, "Yeah, let's do a let's do a squad." And it's like, 
oh we've only got two you know three of us you know it's okay there'll be a random person who'll join our group no nope. <laughs> there's no like balancing factor or anything it's three on no the when the when the when the match started, you know, those four guys like spawn out from the start, and we're like, we're fucked. <laughs> so, like, and we just got absolutely slaughtered. It was just ridiculous. That's retarded. Oh my do, god! How do, do these things a, make it out the door? Is that a thing that happens all the time? Do you think this is kind of like a rare case type of thing where they just couldn't find anybody else? I, I, I really guys. don't know. Um, yeah. uh, I, I know if you've got you know three friends, you know, if you've got a squad of four, and um, you'll get match with the squad of four and if oh the weird thing is this is the weird thing if you've got a, a two-man squad like like let's say me and danny make a two-man squad and we jump in the 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 two slots will be filled by random two random people but mm. <laughs> so but it's just with the three i just don't understand why they couldn't just like get one guy in there it's yeah. so weird but i mean did this happen just once or did this happened every time you guys tried it or what Oh, we only tried it once, so yeah. Okay. Well, it, yeah, 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 it could be we right. We could chalk yeah. it up to like just a one-time fuck up that they, they couldn't find anyone at that exact second. Yeah, you could, could be right. Been, but. Yeah, but it was just we were too nervous to try it again. It's like, well, we don't want to get you know, <laughs> understand rammed in like, like five minutes of your life down the toilet, rammed in the ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If any of you guys out there, have, if that's happened to you, femicast at nintendoworldreport.com. Oh know. yeah, yeah. By all means, tell me if I if I'm wrong. But that's what happened with me. Anyway. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. All right, Ty. Is that all from you, man? Um, yes. Uh, oh yeah, that's Ty. That's not me. Yeah. Ty. Yeah. Yeah. We're in Cyrus territory now. Am I right? I think so. So I'll tell you what. We're going to go ahead and take a quick musical break here and be back. And Cyrus is going to go ahead and continue on with new business. Pokemon, anyone? Cyrus. Pokemon. So balls in my court now. Pokeballs. Um, so I played an obscene amount of Overwatch, which we've covered, and I played the Pokemon demo. Uh-huh. Mm. So James is, is somehow right. How did he know? Was it a was it a free demo? It's a free demo on a Nintendo system. You have to yeah. say free demo with it when you're talking about Nintendo <laughs> stuff. <laughs> So oh. what I actually like about this, this is something they did before with Pokemon, is they released a demo, and it's it's not like like a standard demo is usually just like a portion of the game they have cut out of the main body, and you just kind of play it. But Pokemon demos are like they build a new like a new mini portion of the game with like a new mini story and like cutscenes and everything. And so it's like a really condensed version of the game where they show you everything the game has to offer in a tiny little tutorial. So that's what this game is. They kind of, it gives you a little mini quest. It gives you a Pokemon. It gives you Pokeballs and sets you up with all the main characters. And uh, then when you finish the demo, it gives you like, you can transfer some demo exclusive stuff into the actual game. Mm -hmm. So this time you you get like a Greninja at the start of the thing. Oh, and God, this, this thing, yeah. <laughs> so this is like the mega popular, he's the Charizard of this generation that all the kids love Greninja. Really? And he's Ash's main Pokemon in the, in the TV series now, or Satoshi's. 
Ah, that rings a bell now. I actually saw a clip of the, him losing the final tournament or whatever. Yes, that guy. <laughs> so he's Gekoga in Japanese. Gekoga, yeah. yeah. So he's, uh, like, he's so popular that Ash has his own unique guy called Ash's Greninja or Satoshi's Gekoga. And it's got like a different design and it's, it's pretty unique looking. Mm-hmm. So this Greninja you use in the game is, it's implied to be his Greninja. And uh, it's got like a unique ability that if you beat another Pokemon with it, and then you have to fight another Pokemon, he'll change form into this unique Greninja. <laughs> so this is the only way you can get this guy. If you have to play the demo, if you want this, which is kind of cool, I like it. Yeah, and if you play through it again, it it actually changes completely, right? And you can yes. start exploring and stuff. Yeah. Sorry? So you play through it once, and it gives you like. A short little quest where you go into a cave and take a photo of a bunch of Pokemon and fight a boss Pokemon. And then the next time you boot it up, it says, oh, I see you beat that cave. Here's a, here's the movement ring. And it gives you this new, you're able to ride Pokemon in this one. So it gives you that ability and that gives you more quests. Then you come back again and it'll give you more and more and more. And, uh, and is, there, is, like, there a, is there a play count limit like they do with um, demos? I know that this is this is like a permanent game. It's like its own okay. mini game set aside from the Pokemon thing. Nice. And so like whenever you whenever you finish a quest, it doesn't say like thanks for playing the demo, or does it just be like, hey, the quest is over. You can keep playing. Um, or yeah. So I've only done one actual full quest, and that finished, and it gave me like the cutscene of the game and said, hey, you should buy this soon. Okay. And then I had to boot the game back up again, and it says, hey, you're back again. So I don't know if it'll boot me out again when I finish this next quest, but it did that with the old uh, with Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby. It's it would like you'd finish the game, it would say congratulations, and it go back to start, and you can do it again and again. Right? Yeah, that's a, that's how a lot of them do. I think some of the TGS demos that came to like the eShop after the show. I mean, it's just, like I said, it's essentially the TGS demo, and it'd be the same thing. Thanks for playing, and then it would just like restart itself. Yeah, exactly that. Except this keeps your progress and yeah. all the items you've gained. Mm-hmm. And uh, pretty much every quest you finish will give you an item that you can then transfer to the, the main game. Okay. Well, with, with all that you've played so far, because I know well, you're obviously the biggest Pokemon fan on the show. <laughs> like, do you, I don't know, overall, what do you think about this? Like, good things, bad things, anything? So it is more Pokemon business as usual mm-hmm. from what I've done. They've shaked, they've shooken up, shook up, shaken up, shook up. They've shook up a few things. Shooked up. Shooked up. <laughs> they have shaked up this game good. Beshaken it. Yes. <laughs> they beshoke the game. And so it's got like, um, it looks way nicer than any previous game. They, they realize they now have competition in this genre with Yokai Watch and are trying to pick themselves up a bit. So it looks gorgeous. Is it in 3D, by the way? Not the demo. At least on my regular DS, it was not in uh, 3D. I tried that just today, flicked it on and off, and nothing happened inside of battle or outside of battle. Interesting. Because it wasn't at... Was it at all in XY, or in certain parts it was? Yeah, I think if you turn... It was like during battles, it was not 3D, but... Outside of battle, it was 3D, or vice versa. Something like that, yeah. It's been three years. <laughs> and, um, so the... I haven't I haven't seen exactly what they've really changed, but they have added cool stuff. Like, you can fight boss versions of regular Pokemon. 
mm-hmm. which are like supercharged and they're way po- more powerful. And those bosses can summon in other Pokemon to fight against you. So it's almost like they've turned Pokemon, certain Pokemon into trainers as well, which is kind of cool. Hmm. And, so there's like uh, team, team battles, like there's like more than one Pokemon out at once. Kind of yeah, thing. they've got those which chug to a grinding halt on my console. Yeah, I think they had that before, right? And yeah, they've, they've had 2v2s, they've had 3v3s, and uh, but this is just, it's different than that the, the enemy Pokemon will continuously summon Pokemon, so it's like you have to take them out or they'll have this army with them all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is neat. And everything else that I've noticed is just really cool quality of life changes mm. where when you're in battle, you can now like just tap on any attack and it will tell you exactly what it does, what its damage is, what, and it will even tell you before you pick an attack, all your attacks will be listed. And it will just say, this is super effective against the opponent. This is not very effective. Well, that's that's good for newer players and stuff, or people yeah, like me that don't care. It's so you don't have to memorize that like thirteen or fourteen by fourteen grid of weakness <laughs> and resistances. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, <laughs> Actually, playing, I'm still playing Pokemon Go, and it it made me realize how I've just totally forgotten about all the we apart from the obvious ones, like you know, fire, water, grass. I don't know any of the other weaknesses and. So it's like ghosts. It's like, I don't know what kills a ghost. Fuck <laughs> yeah. if I know. Poison, I don't know. Ground <laughs> like, type, fool. Wait, wait till you get to stuff like fairies and steel type or dark, where it's like, okay, we got to fill in some gaps in the weakness table. Let's put these guys in. <laughs> it's always ground type. <laughs> um, and there's other stuff like you can, anytime an attack is like, you know, it'll reduce your speed or reduce your attack you would have to just kind of keep track of that in your head. But now you can immediately check all the stats of your Pokemon in the middle of a battle to see which have gone up and which have gone down. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Um, just like little touches like that, little small, really convenient things. And the game is littered with those. So I'm looking... F- I will definitely buy this as I buy every Pokemon game. <laughs> and, and I'm curious to see what they do with it. Is that true? You buy every... Like even offshoots... Even offshoots, I've cleared all the Pokemon Rangers, yo. Those are good games. Wow. Even the third one. (laughs) (laughs) That was a callback. (laughs) But uh, I haven't played any Mystery Dungeons. Those are the ones I haven't played. Oh, they're supposed to be super awful, right? Yeah, I I like my Pokemon in their place, in their little ball prisons. I don't like giving them agency. (laughs) One of the Pokemon creators recently uh, said something about that, right? Like, what it's like to be inside a Pokeball. Did you, hear, did you hear that? Really? Said, it's like a little. It's like a spa inside. Oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah. He, he imagines them like soaking in a you know an onsen inside it. Bullshit! <laughs> it's, like, it's like a fucking round metal prison, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I I always imagine it like a sarcophagus, you know, like with spikes in it. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like the ch- clockwork orange in the in the cinema chair. The eyes are like peeled open, and they have to stare out at all the battles they've done. <laughs> reliving the pain and torture they've been through forever you took it too far mate too far <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i've played that and it's cool i'm liking it so far i'll try it out hopefully it doesn't when's it come out um the 20th i think 18th? yeah i may not get month. it at launch yeah. i don't think i will okay. i'll uh, i'll hang on till december me thinks 
<laughs> and is this like a in like a glo like an international global release same yeah. time? And it's it's all languages, even in the Japanese one, right? Yes, that's actually a cool thing. Is even when you boot up the demo, it immediately asks you what language do you want this in, and it just gives you a list of like twenty languages. Yep. Nice. nice. What was I just talking about like twenty minutes ago? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If, if, <laughs> <laughs> so, if this is if this is something that Nintendo, well, I mean, you know, it's part maybe the Pokemon company that who who knows is actually pushing this initiative when it comes to making these games, but. It'd be nice if stuff like this happens with more Nintendo published games uh, in the future on like Switch and stuff. It's probably too late for 3DS and uh, Wii U, but yeah, yeah we can if, always hope. If that was something Nintendo were like encouraging all developers to do, I would be super, super happy. Mm-hmm. Well, Switch, if anything, should be more like you know global because it's like a portable system, so it's like one battery for all. You just need to. It's just the dock part of it that you need to change right so it should be more like it should be all languages on the system right <laughs> you would right. think there's a, of, there's a lot of things with nintendo and console general console manufacturers in general that you say it should <laughs> yeah yeah the Wii, the wii u was like oh man that was really bad right it's that like a mistake every every it's like a one they've got like multiple os's i guess versions of the os right mm. There's like a European OS that only runs on European Wii oh, Wii U's, yeah. a Japanese OS, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Right. Yeah, I Where saw there was some some crack recently where you can install any software and stuff on the Wii U, but it only works on the US and <laughs> Japanese systems because okay. Crazy. So yeah. Um, yeah. Aside from Pokemon, I played. I've been playing Hyrule Warriors again. With that. So, Hyrule <laughs> no, Warriors is like my, my game that I play intensively for about a week after a DLC drops, and then I'm like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> and, uh, and I go back to other games that can waste my time, but I feel like I'm progressing in life. Sure. Yet you still have time, find time to talk about it on the podcast, which is great. Yeah. So, um, I've, I've played a lot more hours. I can't say I've gotten anywhere. But that's Hyrule Warriors. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's very true. <laughs> so I like the the new DLC drop, which is the final DLC, hmm. and it's, it's like it added Yuga from Link Between Worlds and uh, who was the other one? Oh, and that rabbit hatted guy from yeah, Link Between okay. Worlds. Yep, Nabbit. Is it Nabbit? Basically, no, it's it's different, different guy. A different, different name. Yeah. Same thing. Um, but he is, they're really fun, cool characters. But again, Twilight or Hyrule Warriors is weirdly made in that, like, when you play it, you have these adventure maps where you pick a tile on the map and it gives you an unlock for a character if you beat it with a certain character. Right. But because these are DLC characters, none of the adventure maps, on the Wii U at least, have stuff for them to unlock. So if I play adventure maps... I have the choice between using new characters and trying them out or using old characters and unlocking stuff. Hmm. So the game kind of subtly encourages you to never use DLC characters. <laughs> so yeah. it's a really weird thing because like, if you use a DLC character, it's almost like a waste because you're not leveling up your guys that are actually useful. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's why I stopped playing some of the adventure mode in the Wii U. 
because I, we talked about this before. But yeah. yeah, I mean, you it's like okay, be this certain character, and he's like so under leveled because I was maybe focusing on like one or two other guys, but and he's got to start from scratch. It's just not good. Yeah. So on the on the 3ds, the Hyrule Warriors Legends, mm-hmm. all of this DLC comes with like a boatload of other stuff, like new costumes and new uh, like new adventure maps that you can use the DLC characters on. Mm-hmm. on but none of that comes to the Wii U. The Wii U just gets the new weapons and the new characters. I wonder, is there any reason why that they said that this stuff doesn't all come to the Wii U as well? Or The only reason I can think of is that in Legends, there is one new gameplay map. Uh-huh. So it's the it's like the, the one based on Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. And that map uses some of the Wii, the, the 3DS only mechanics where you okay. can like teleport to different places on the map at any time. Okay, yeah. Using the touchscreen or whatever. So I I imagine these new adventure maps have the game have those new gameplay maps in it. So mm. they can't transfer them to Wii U because they're missing some of the levels. Okay, okay. Which is still a bullshit reason I want those maps. Yeah, I mean, you still got a touchscreen controller, and it's not like it's impossible. But yeah, there's probably more to it than that. But that's oh, I, the... I think so too. Yeah, but also they want people to buy the 3ds one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, come on. And yeah, that about rounds out my days. Uh, actually, playing Hyrule Warriors, it really makes me want a Switch. Now that I know what the Switch does, hmm. where like I can just bring it with me and play it. Hyrule Warriors is a perfect game for that, where, like, I could play it at home, and then I go to work, and, like, on a lunch break, you can just grind out a mindless level. Yeah, yeah. I mean... That would be something I'd love to do. Yeah, that's kind of the beauty about that game. It's just, you can just pick it up and play anywhere, and it's, yeah, I I don't know, I've kind of went back and forth with myself about getting the 3DS version, but then I was thinking, well, I played 40 hours of on Wii U. I don't know if I need to do that again. (laughs) Why do you need to play it at eight frames a second? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, so that's that's my 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 life quotation marks with Hyrule Warriors. <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, we're gonna go ahead and take another quick break and I will close out new business for us. And we're back, uh, kind of like James. I don't really have a lot to talk about, mainly because I've just been playing one game. I was going to talk a little bit about the Metopia app Ooh. that was released, exclusive. But, but I'll kind of mix it in with the news a little bit because okay. I, I didn't get to. It, it's not even a game, really, <laughs> at the, with the thing that they released. So I'll. I'll I was going to say you kind of confused me. It's like you're talking about Metopia. It's like. The de- there's a demo? That's a- yeah, <laughs> I, I had a mild panic when you said you were playing. It's like, oh shit, I should be playing this thing for the podcast. Uh, fucking loser. No. <laughs> now, what, what was really weird about this too, and I'll be quick about this, but the day that they had the Miitopia Direct, like it was a Saturday, I think it was November 5th, and remember, remember. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And I was like watching TV or my wife was watching TV and I saw a commercial for it. It was showing gameplay footage. I was thinking, holy shit, did I just miss the direct? 
because I was like, maybe that was Friday night. And then I checked Nintendo's website and I was like, nope, they're already advertising this thing. And they're already saying that like this preview demo app thing is available on the eShop. That was, I think I saw a poster for this at a train station. Yeah, I mean, they're really going all out on advertising this game. It's kind of crazy. But um, anyways, that brings me to the next game I'm actually going to talk about that has <laughs> nothing to do whatsoever with Nintendo or Switch, 3DS, Miis, or any of that stuff. Um, it's a game that I was gifted on Steam. Like my One of my first PC games I've gotten a long time, and this is uh, Cities Skylines. And you have a PC? Well, I have a Mac, a personal computer. Okay. Uh, what you is know. this game? Is it a knockoff SimCity? What's happening? Well, basically, uh, at, at its at its core, yes. It's basically kind of like a knockoff type of a SimCity thing. But I don't know. I mean, I the last SimCity I really got into was SimCity 2000. So okay. On the 64DD? <laughs> yes. No, that's, <laughs> that's a separate SimCity, and that one's not okay. very good. But there are some similarities with that game and the City Skylines, which I'll, I'll talk about here in a minute. But um, they both yeah. got City in the title. Yeah, yes, I think that's about it. No, so I mean, yeah, it's it's a basic you know city builder type of thing. But you know, it, just like Sim City, you can build industrial areas, residential, commercial, all that shit, building streets and stuff. But this this goes a hell of a lot deeper than what Sim City would in well, at least from the Sim Cities I've played. Played a little bit of three thousand back in the day. Don't really remember shit about it, but um, no one does. Yeah, <laughs> they they take a lot of busy work out of the game. In, in some instances, like let's say in SimCity, you know, you, you build your power station, and then you got to connect every building with like you know uh, power lines and stuff like that. And um, what this game does, it's like as if as long as some of your buildings are close enough to the power, or you want run one set of power lines, then that's it. The buildings that keep popping up next to it are going to be siphoning power off of the other ones next to it and stuff. So that's kind of neat. And um, yeah, in terms of like visuals and stuff too, I mean, this, this game, depending on how good of a computer you have, Ty, it would probably look fantastic on your rig. Yeah, baby. But I don't want my computer to explode. So I turn off like shadows. And, was it? Yeah. I, I got a MacBook pro. It's, it's not a bad. Oh, pro. Yeah, I'm a professional. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, but I mean, it's this is the first game I've really even played on this, and it actually runs pretty smoothly. Um, but I was talking with my buddy who got this game for me, and he said that even if you have like a relatively powerful rig, because of like all the algorithms and all the different stuff going on here, it, it things can just your computer can just come to like a crawl depending on what's going on and you know how you have your setup and i mean not only are you yeah you're getting to control and build all these little areas but there are actually individuals that like live in these little houses and they all have names they all have jobs Uh, you can follow them around the whole city if you want um which is pretty amazing (laughs) Um, i remember when this was a bullet point feature of the SimCity they made like a couple years ago mm -hmm. and it turned out that you can follow them, but they don't even go to their own house or their <laughs> their own job. They just kind of go to a convenient one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one they. I mean, because I like, just like how you live your life, Ty. Right. Right. <laughs> just yeah. Stroll into a random house, whatever. It's close, close to where you work. Yeah, I mean, with this. Oh, 
But I've heard that this game has basically like usurped SimCity as a like the city building game. It's so much more in depth. There's so much more stuff that you can do. Um, Wait, well, the, the most recent SimCity was a disaster, so it seems <laughs> like like uh, a spot ripe for the taking. Oh yeah, I mean there was a void, and these guys they could have just made something really quick and shitty, but no, I mean they they really went all out and. You know, like I said, yeah, you you have individual people doing things and walking around all the time as well. And you could do other cool things like you make like a metro and make different stops, make different lines on the metro. You can name like districts and then like on top of that, uh, do things like get special uh, taxes or something on different areas, do some kind of different policies and stuff like you could make an area where it's okay to smoke weed. You could do another one where everybody gets like you know free fire uh, or free uh, smoke detectors. Uh, you know, kind of just free like little... fire for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of like little weird things like that that just really kind of make it seem a little bit more real. And um, nice. Can, As someone you... interested in politics, I would like to do a lot of ironic things in my city. <laughs> Danny, can you give everything obscene names? Yes. Or oh, no? yeah. You can name every single building, place in the house. I don't think you could actually name the people. Um, you can name your districts and stuff like that. And uh... They took that power away from the mayors of most cities recently, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I now name you Carl Shitstorm. <laughs> Hell yeah! But my, yeah. my name's Peter. Shut up, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that they do here too, like in SimCity, well, this is like a kind of like a little thing in the game. But you know, industrial is like industrial, like smoggy, shitty, whatever. And then like you know, office buildings and commercial—they're all kind of like linked together. But in, in this game, they actually link uh, office buildings with like industrial. Maybe because they're actually like producing stuff. Like, for example, you could have like a game developer in your one of your office buildings or something, and um, put yeah. them out in the slums. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's other like little tiny things you got to worry about too, like you know traffic. Because I mean, if you have sh- a shitty road system, you're just gonna there's gonna be all sorts of traffic. And if there's a lot of traffic, there's gonna be a lot of noise. If there's a lot of noise in the residential area, for whatever reason, that makes your citizens sick. So, no, not in Japan. No one gives a shit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is based on Western. So uh, you bulldoze everything and go horse and buggy, right? <laughs> yes. No, but um, yeah, I, I'm really. That would be stuff. good if there's like a patch, wouldn't it? Like make everyone Japanese. It's like you know, your, your citizens are complaining about noise. Apply Japanese patch. No one yeah. is complaining about noise. <laughs> I mean, there are so many, I mean, it's a Steam game, right? I mean, there are so many different mods and stuff like that that people have made that I haven't even bothered trying them all. I'm just basically playing vanilla version of this game. Um, But, I mean, what's that? Ooh, mods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I got this on Halloween or maybe right around then, and I've already played for like 20 hours, and it's been like a week. That's, yeah, it's just pretty damn addicting. So I've been really, really enjoying it. And um, yeah, highly recommend it if any of you guys, you know, have a PC that can run this stuff. And even if it's on a Mac, I mean, James, you've got basically the same computer I have. Um, you could probably run it. If, uh, if there was a Japanese patch, what else would change? Well, they could even with the game, they have like different architecture. I didn't even go through this all the way. I was talking with my buddy about this, but Temples. there are different architectural types that you can actually set your city to be as like a default. And I think the one I have set for me now is like, 
based on like European, like maybe like Western European uh, type of thing. But if you set it to like maybe like essentially like American, maybe you'll see like more high rises and stuff like that in your town. Your working like, week is 30 hours. Apply the Japanese patch. Your working week is 160 hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. There'd be a Everyone lot more is deaths. killing themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And they keep track of that stuff too. I mean, you know, it's you, your citizens. It's like you have kids, they're kids, they're adults, old people, they're educated, uneducated, very well educated. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you can pay attention to. You got to worry about garbage. Uh, stuff to like literally garbage picking up their garbage picking up their dead bodies <laughs> you know oh, i'm looking forward to recreating idiocracy <laughs> I, I saw one guy he uh he made his city like normal city but then he built this huge mountain behind it and mm-hmm. that was a that was the like the reservoir for the entire sewer system oh okay. so he feel like all the mountain was just full of like this nasty shit brown water <laughs> and then uh then he like just deleted the edge of the mountain and caused like this giant shit tsunami to come down and sweep through the city. Wow. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so truly the limits of this game are they are non existent. Yeah. You can have the, the shit filled tsunami city of your dreams. <laughs> yeah, I mean they just that, released I think the disaster patch not that long ago too, so there you go. And that's how Carl Shitstorm got his name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for me. Uh, check that game out, Cities Skyline. It's I'm really going to check it out right now looking for funny YouTubes. Oh. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take another quick break and be back with some news. <laughs> news. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. All right, we're back, and we're going to hit you up with some news here. First, some like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, a couple of different Switch tidbits that kind of came after that full reveal. And um, so, yeah, as all of you out there are pretty much well aware of by now, there's going to be a live presentation stream worldwide from Tokyo on January 13th, Japanese time, and I think it's the 12th, maybe in the evening. So that's going to be around about Famicast 95. Well, it's kind of 13. It's kind of in the middle of the month. Tricky, isn't it? We usually do it like either first or second week. So yeah. should, we, should we wait for that or should we do one before and then one after? No, no, no. I mean, James, I mean, we were talking about this, you know, off air on Twitter and stuff, but you yeah. might as well just throw this out there. I mean, what I'd like to do is actually yeah. do maybe that's something true. live from the event. I yeah, think. that's that's what we're, the, we're hoping to do that. So Famigas in, let's say, 95 might be a live in Tokyo, from Tokyo, yeah. If if everything works out, <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of a lot of factors there, but yeah, we'll try to make it work. If anything, we will record something there, regardless of whether it's live Video, or not. audio, whatever. We'll do it. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. But anyways, so, I guess the reason why we would go, not because we're important members of the media that are going to be this at this live <laughs> live event. <laughs> It, it would be on the weekend following that. Uh, there's a big event for mm-hmm. basically so we can play games, whatever the hell they're going to show off, hopefully. Uh, on Tokyo Big Site on January 14th and 15th, it's open to the public. And um, James, this this reminds me of mm-hmm. that event that you and I both went to back in 2011 before the right. 3DS came out. 
Yeah, we were talking and, about this, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I, I wasn't a member of the site then, so we might have very well <laughs> ran into each other and didn't even know. Yeah, so like, yeah, we, we, talk, we talked about this on the last show, didn't we? Like how episode one of the Famicast was mm-hmm. about the 3DS launch and episode yep. 100 will be about the uh, Switch launch. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, like the uh, the event, uh, it was a similar time, wasn't it? Was it, yeah. was it a January or a February? It was January. It was a January, right? So, but that was in Makahari. Yeah, so uh, much better place. Tokyo so Big Sai, shit. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I went to Tokyo Big Sai. I can't even remember what it was for. Um, maybe it was some kind of like design festa or something. No, I, went to I can't remember. Pokemon, I went to the Pokemon event for X and Y. It was a public event back a couple summers ago. That was a mistake. Yeah. So, yeah, so like the presentation on the 13th and then they open it on the 14th and 15th, the weekend, right? Right. Which it's funny because, you know, <laughs> I'm sure I've complained about this several times on the, the podcast, but it's kind of ironic how us guys in Japan never get to play first party Nintendo games before launch. Like, I mean, <laughs> coupled with the fact that they also don't do demos, like, mm-hmm. Dan, like Danny always like says, and I say, oh, we played the, uh, you know, whatever demo on the eShop. And it's like, nope, doesn't exist. Yep. So this will be the first time that Japanese people will get to play, for example, you know, uh, Born to be Wild. Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Things like that, right? I mean, That's assuming true. that, I mean, I'm assuming it's like a launch or near launch game, so it's probably going to be playable, right? This is the first time we'll e- even get to play it, you know, with sure. Americans, Europeans, they've had events, you know, old right. news. This, yeah, and that's, and like, you know, James, we're also talking off the air about like maybe what we can expect there. And if, if you think back to that 3DS event, I mean, some of the games that they had there. Kid I Icarus, mean, pretty, was it before launch? Yeah, it was uh, before launch. So Yeah, Kid, yeah, Kid Icarus. That was, Kid that Icarus, was like, and that was like a year off. And <laughs> Yeah, maybe uh, <laughs> Nintendogs or something like Nintendo, that. Nintendog, Ocarina of Time was there. Pilot Wings was there. Um, oh, yeah, the Q for Red. Uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time was mental, wasn't it? I waited for 90 minutes to play. And it was just five. a video or something. Oh, no. No, it was, it was actually, you got to play. The best thing about that was the live uh, the band. That oh, was that playing was all fantastic. the uh, classic uh, Nintendo tunes. That was awesome. And then they put it on the 3DS eShop, like uh, when they launched it, when, when they eventually launched it or something. Yeah. If you want to watch some illegally recorded videos of that, <laughs> it's uh, actually, no, that's even before NWRTV, isn't it? That's like the old. <laughs> Nintendo World Report YouTube channel. Basically, good luck. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, somewhere along. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know how to find that. We'll have to. Oh yeah, I'll try and find a link to that before mm-hmm. this uh, goes live, and we'll put it on the uh, the page. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but it should be exciting. So mm-hmm. we're all planning on going, aren't we? Yes. Uh, Ty, Ty, you gonna? Man. Apart from yeah, Ty, <laughs> probably. I'll probably go. Oh, Ty, unless they like, re- really sour me extra hard. <laughs> well, you'll, you'll have some time to think about it they'll right. announce the region locking like on the the, the 13th presentation right i don't, I don't know show, show me some latent and some right i'll get out there cool should be cool so uh there was a yeah there was that reveal and uh, like kimishima was also being interviewed around well this is all old news now i mean right. rfn's even talked about it on their last episode well last to get to it but there was a there was a q a it was on bloomberg uh, big Q and A with uh, Tatsumi Kimishima, and he's dropped all sorts of you know little bits of info about it. Um, and the, the interesting thing that stood out to me was that when he said, um, in terms of attachments, talking about the switch here, obviously, 
in terms of attachments to the core part of, of the switch, it may be appropriate to call them accessories, or it might be better to call them add-on hardware. It's probably more correct to call them accessories. You can assume <laughs> that there will be a wider array. It's I like, like the way he's going back and forth between yeah, it's it. It's like thinking out loud. You yeah, know? it's like accessories, add-on hardware, yeah, accessories. Yeah, let's call it accessories. <laughs> so that would suggest, you know, all the things that we were talking about in the last episode, you know, GameCube uh, add-ons, fishing rod controllers, all those kind of things. They're already thinking about it, you know, even before the fan art came out, <laughs> <laughs> which you would hope, you know. But um, it got me thinking, though, actually, are these like the switch the joy cons are they like when you lock them in are they like as responsive as responsive as a wired controller or a wireless controller because mm. technically isn't it are they connected by like on a bluetooth or whatever or some other kind of wireless thing infrared uh, or <laughs> infrared right are you gonna have to recharge these from time to time because you can take them off right and you can still control with them right so right they're not wired or maybe when you lock them in they do become as as wired or we don't know that right yeah that's a good question well i'm even james i'm even thinking about the circle pad pro and i mean whenever because that connected via you know infrared that was infrared yeah yeah, with the infrared port on the top of the 3ds but i mean i when i used it for like the one game i think i used it for maybe resident (laughs) evil yeah um, it wasn't like a fast uh responsive game like that was it it? Like, yeah, so I mean, it's kind of hard to tell because I, I didn't really have a good game to g- gauge that, you know. Mm, but it didn't right. seem terrible, you know. I, I didn't notice any problems or anything right off the bat, so it could be something like that. Nintendo in Japan really likes, you know, the infrared port on things. So yeah, so it'd be interesting to find out about that. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm betting that those kind of little nitty gritty details we won't find out till we actually, you know, have the. The people have bought it and have actually experimented themselves. I think, because... I mean, even whenever whenever they first announced the new 3DS, there were a lot of little things that even Iwata didn't say on the right. uh, at the event that you could just see on Nintendo's website if you really wanted to look at the nitty gritty. Yeah, so we'll find out soon enough. One thing I would like is um, if they did like Famicom attachments. So like, you know, the sides come off and they look like actual Famicom controllers. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty cool. And they actually had proper D-pads on and stuff. NES versions for the the West, that'd be cool, right? That'd be neat. That'd be neat. <laughs> There's so many things you could do. Yeah, yeah, but GameCube is the obvious one, isn't it? Right. Okay. So, Next. well, yeah, I guess moving on here. Um, a, this is a bit of a rumor. I really don't know. Uh, let's just let's just dive in. <laughs> so, Nintendo Switch is supposedly supposedly going to be supporting micro SD up to 128 gigabytes. Um, it's really not too clear if this is going to be just the upper limit or it's going to maybe be able to keep going. I mean, we, we just don't know. Yeah, they put they put a limit on the 3DS, didn't they? But you can go way past that, right? They say officially 32 gigs, but you can do more than that, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but we, we also found out that, you know, the, uh, the dev model of the Switch um, does support running the software off the microSD. So kind of like my prediction last episode seems to be true. So you, you're probably going to be running games off the, you know, the SD yeah, um, that, or, or the that, game card. That makes sense. Cause I mean, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> unless you're running, unless you have the game card for every single game you have, you're going to need more space where you can only be able to play like one game at a time. 
And also uh, someone, a source close to the production said that there's a, the micro SD slot is at the bottom okay. uh, near the, where the kickstand is mm-hmm. that we, we see in the reveal. Well, you don't see the, the micro SD slot, but you see the kickstand, obviously. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's weird how they, you know, the 128 gig thing, because like, you know, we were talking about this before, how like even 128 gig, that's quite expensive. And a micro SD, when I don't even know how much they would cost, I'm assuming micro SD is like more than regular SD. Now, it's not so bad because, I mean, most phones, most smartphones, if they use it, they're going to be using micro. Um, Right. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see anyway. Um, hopefully they give you a big enough one to start off with. And, and 16 then, gigs. <laughs> yeah, God. And then that was kind of like the double whammy was hearing that. And then there was another rumor around about the same week um, that the Switch won't actually be supporting USB hard drives. This is the rumor is another rumor. So, you know, this could all be bullshit. But uh, apparently the, the model, the dock model shown in the reveal trailer used a USB-C port for power. Um, I've never used a USB-C port before. <laughs> um, but anyway, that is used to use the charge, the handheld. So if, you're not, if you don't have access to the dock. So um, yeah, obviously there'll be a way to charge the, the dock. Uh, ch- sorry, charge the switch without the dock. Right. You would hope, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, actually, I didn't write this on here, but like apparently to make up for the fact that the battery kind of sucks, like the charging speed is going to be super fast, apparently. Mm-hmm. That was another kind of another rumor that I've heard. You know, like we've heard that, you know, it could be like three hours, which is like, you know, nothing, right? That's, even, yeah. that's worse than the 3DS even. The 3DS yeah. was pretty bad and that was like five, wasn't it? Yeah, so it depends on the model. But yeah, I think the max they said is something like between five to eight or something for 3DS. I might be getting confused with right. the new <laughs> the new battery that I got from my gamepad. <laughs> if you turn off everything, have the screen dark, with headphones in you might be able to get six out of it or whatever yes um but yeah it's it's just physics isn't it i mean if you're gonna have something this powerful and this portable you know that's just the way things work isn't it i mean Mm. it's gonna suck battery like a mofo right you know so um so yeah hopefully if it if that is true and it does charge quickly you know it shouldn't be too much of a problem Um, so you, what were we going to say? Yeah. So the USB port apparently is like underneath it. So you might not be able to charge it. If it's, if you've got the kickstand on, you might not be able to do it like that. Hmm. You know what I mean? Cause if it's like underneath it, you know, right. the, the wire would get in the way. Um, so yeah, but it's weird. Uh, the rumors are that Nintendo doesn't have any plans to support USB hard drives with the dock, which I don't understand. Why would you have two USBs on the, the dock? What are they for? Because mm. um, they're trying to encourage, you know, like the whole portability of it. So, like, uh, to stop people like putting some of their games on a hard drive they can't bring with yeah. them, leaving the console at home. I mean, hopefully, uh, Nintendo listened to my amazing suggestion in the last <laughs> episode was that, you know, the fridge cleaning was like would be automatic and really quick. So, like, you could just quickly select which games you want to take with you, and it would just like transfer off the hard drive immediately onto your system or like maybe even have like an automatic process like when you dock it things get synced you know with your hard drive or whatever i thought that would be quite cool but apparently nintendo are not going that route maybe Ah, that seems a little bit too complicated (laughs) yeah so it's like 
yeah, you just have to have everything on your system. And which makes me wonder, like, what is the dock for? I mean, the dock is literally just uh, like an upscaler and uh, a charging stand, isn't it? That's what it kind of seems like at this point. All they're doing, yeah. Um, Because, yeah, like uh, Cyrus said, you know, they don't want people seeing the system as uh, um, like something that's permanently under the TV. They want to see it as like a portable system as well. Right. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, James, there was a little bit about this this other story here that we had, uh, the Nintendo Switch Secret Projector, <laughs> a story from Polygon, which I, I checked out, and uh, I can confirm <laughs> that's that this is real. No, I can't. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what the hell is the, this? The basic idea here is that, I guess, maybe it was Polygon or whoever their source was. Or, oh, it's a, it's a patent filing. Right, they're combing through patents, and they found a lot of different weird things that Nintendo had filed, and um, it looks like it matches with what the stuff that the you know what they showed off with the Switch already, and you know obviously this could be and probably is just bullshit. But I mean, (laughs) yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, the big thing is it said like from the side of the machine there are like a bunch of like little sensors and weird things, and one of the one of the patents said something about like basically projecting out things that can show up on your hand or on like flat surfaces. <laughs> and like it was showing like examples in the patent of like, you know, somebody was playing, it was like a character on the screen playing baseball and there's a ball in your hand and you could like throw it into the TV. So into awful. The, oh my God. And that just, yeah, that just, that's like taking the, the motion control stuff that I hated on like we and this like cranking it up to ten, so it's not even tactile at that point. Yeah, that's ridiculous. We probably shouldn't have even talked about it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, let's just get away. And it's it's probably just bullshit anyways. So um Cyrus, this next little bit of non switch stuff looks like it actually comes from someone like you. The next two little things here. Could right. be. I don't know why, but yeah. They, I don't know how you guessed, but I did, in fact, write these on the list. Wow. Wow. So uh, you should you should be excited to know a new Pokémon Tournament character was announced uh. and revealed. So Pokémon Tournament, still a thing, still in arcades. Is it, but <laughs> is it Scorpion? <laughs> Not yet. I think they, Mortal Kombat saved that for last, last time, didn't they? Could be the secret last character. So, so currently... They've released three DLC characters so far. There's like Darkrai, Scizor, and data mining on the, the on the update for the for the Wii U version of the game. Mm-hmm. They already knew those guys were coming because they found it in the code, and they found that the next DLC character will be Empoleon, who's like one of the starters from one of the older games. But so everyone was like, "Oh well, yeah." Nintendo said they're announcing a new character. It's going to be Empoleon. And then it just turned out it was uh, like Crowogunk, which is this. <laughs> it's like that's the worst name, name I've ever <laughs> heard. Yes, it's, I love Crunk Gunk. Yeah, I don't even know. It's like Crowgunk, maybe Crowogunk. You gotta get Crowgunk. <laughs> so it's great because he's such a like a totally underwhelming, useless addition of a character, and it's like the biggest bait and switch because everyone was like, "Yeah, it's gonna be Empoleon, this badass, you know, starter evolution." And then it's like, nope, goofy frog. I just, I just uh, Google, googled it. It says 
abilities, anticipation, and dry skin. Yes. Like, what the fuck is that? So this ability that's like you know a, you know it's a skin problem. What's going on? Dry skin means it's weak against fire types. Um, <laughs> but, uh, what? But um, so this this guy he's like in, like I said about Ash's Greninja that like Greninja is super popular in the the games at the moment. So Brock had a had a Krogunk Krogunk as as his Pokemon. That's his name from now on. And uh, his job in the anime was to, like, anytime Brock went a bit too sleazy, Krogon could, like, hit him in the back of the head or something. <laughs> and, uh, so he became, like, pretty popular. So they decided, hey, let's add him to the game. And so he, he was listed in the data mining as, like, another Pokemon. But everyone discarded the idea because Krogunk is already an assist Pokemon in the game. Hmm. So... So this makes him the, the first yeah. character who is an assist Pokemon and a playable character. That's like a, that's like an assist trophy becoming an actual Smash character. Yeah, so doesn't make sense. It's and and it'd be one thing if it was someone cool, like if it was a Mario assist trophy and it was like a Mario playable character. It's like yeah, this guy is big and famous and popular enough to get two uses in the same in the in one game. But it's like, nah, Pokemon, let's put this stupid frog guy. He's the guy you get to pick twice. <laughs> Nintendogs confirmed as next DLC character for that, Smash. It would be like that. Oh. It's like the Advance Wars tank is the next <laughs> DLC character. <laughs> hey, why not? So, uh, so yeah, this was the, the big kind of out-of-left-field character announcement. Mm-hmm. And, eh. I don't. I I passed by the game in the arcade and didn't bother putting my money in. So that's how much interest I have in this. There you go. Cool. <laughs> so, Danny, now you're going to talk about Metopia. Yeah, yeah. So finally, so th- this was there were two directs, right? No, no, is that right? There was, there was a Metopia direct and an Animal Crossing direct. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> which, is, which is pretty crazy. I mean, you go for so long without anything from Nintendo, and it's like, you know, they go direct mental in one week. Okay, or not? Hello? Yeah, yeah, surprising, but I guess. <laughs> okay. Yes, I know they did like the they had the the Monster Hunter one pretty recently too. That was oh, like right, yeah. around this. Yeah, they did. Double cross. Double cross. Oh, I forgot. We're gonna double cross y'all. Yeah, wow. and um, actually, let's talk about that Triple for X. a few seconds because yeah, that's a thing that's gonna happen, and you know, Monster Hunter fans are probably maybe happy or mildly amused or something. But yeah, it's double a, cross is uh, March What's that? It's a tie-in with the next triple X movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why double cross, double X. Yeah, but you know, I think it's still going to be a bit until we maybe see the uh, Monster Hunter game on Switch. Maybe. Well, I mean, obviously this is yeah, playing yeah. on 3DS, but yeah, maybe next Christmas. Maybe they'll have something ready. We'll see. It's probably going to be Monster Hunter 5, isn't it? And it's going to be a, a long way away from now. Yeah. yeah, like Monster Hunter Tri was like the big Wii U. The Wii, was it Wii U or Wii? It was Wii. Wii. Yeah. And Wii U. And 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that'll be the... They'll do the same thing. They'll have their big Monster Hunter launch on Switch, which is the perfect system for them. Yeah. So It is exciting to think that, you know, Monster Hunter and Pokemon will eventually be on Switch, but it's just so far away, you know kind of hard to think about that yeah i'm pretty sure they'll try to milk 
you know, the 3DS yeah, yeah, yeah. for all it's worth. I mean, because there's, there's still quite a bit of life, well, some life left in that system still. So I think it, it would behoove them to squeeze as much out as they could. Pokemon Star will be on 3DS. Yeah. I mean, the next Pokemon is not going to be on Switch. I can almost, I would put my money on that. Yeah. Well. It's going to be whatever. Pokemon Charcoal or whatever. <laughs> the next evolution. Yeah. But to get on to Metopia, so yes, there was a direct. It was something like 15 minutes long. Did any of you guys watch this? No. I did a highlight reel of it. Okay. I didn't well, watch any of this. I've, I've seen the videos that are created from this demo thing, mm-hmm. uh, but I, haven't, I didn't watch the direct. Is, was, the, was the direct more than just that video? Yeah. It was pretty cute. I liked it. Yes, it was basically a kind of well-put-together story about this this young, like maybe early 20, early mid-20s girl. She's working at her job and her boss is just a dick. And like, you know, she has friends at work and, you know, guys. Well, this is a real life thing, right? Like, yes, real live life. Action. Yeah, live yeah, actors and stuff. Yeah. Okay. And it's all kind of done. She has an internal monologue that she's like narrating the whole thing. Yes. Man, my boss is such a dick. Yeah. That kind of thing. And then she gets home and I don't even know how this starts up. But then like <laughs> this voice of some guy starts talking to her and she's like, well, I'm just thinking this. I'm just imagining this. And he's like, no, I'm actually like talking inside your head. It's I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Um, it's that pervert who lives next door to her, basically. But uh, no, then it you know introduces the game and basically what it's all about. And you know, as if you haven't figured it out by now, um, you know this is this is a basically an RPG with your me's taking center stage here. And um, called it. Yeah, I mean it's it was it did if you think about it. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. It's almost kind of like an extended version of uh, what's the. Me, uh, Street Pass Quest. Oh. Yeah, it, it looked very Fine. much like that. Even like art style wise, it's really riffing on uh, on that Street Pass Quest. I think so, but I mean, the, you you choose you can choose classes for your characters and stuff like that. And what they they really make a lot of stuff really convenient in the game as well. Like, let's say whenever you're first setting up your initial party, I mean, you can cycle through all of your Mies on your system, like in your me studio, or you can cycle through your me's on your friend list, or you can just create one directly in the app. And I think it might not even take you out into like the me studio. It might just like do this in there and maybe even save that on your system. I didn't actually do it, but um, oh, I thought you did it. Cause you showed a picture of me and your, yeah, because you were on my friends list and uh, I was, yeah, okay. grabbed your me that way. And the, the kind of the story here too, um, is that I guess this big bad guy is just taking all of these people's faces, <laughs> and what you what you're We're doing? Gonna take his face. Ah. Yeah, I mean, then like all these faces are on like the monsters, and then whenever you defeat the monsters, you unlock different faces. I guess I don't know exactly how that works, but it showed us how so, like that. I think so, it like steals the faces of your friends and puts them on monsters, and then you have to beat like boss monsters to take those faces back yeah. onto your guys. It didn't even look like it was just boss monsters. It looked like it was almost every monster. Um, That's pretty frightening. Yeah. I mean, if you think about what the limit on 3DS Street Pass is, what, 3,000 or something like that? Maybe that can be stored in your system? Mm -hmm. Possibly Uh, more? I mean, uh, yeah, I think so. You can still pass more people after that, but I think that's how many is stored in. Yeah. So, I mean, that's still quite a, depending on how long the game is, if it's like a 60 hour game, okay, that. (laughs) <laughs> you could have kind of shit out of luck. 
But um, anyways, like, yeah, like I said, you can assign uh, the different, you know, the faces of your friends to like these different characters, assign, uh, you know, what type of a uh, uh, class you want them to be. And then if you have an asshole friend or something, you can make him like the bad guy in the game. <laughs> I tweeted out a picture um, directly from the game with like, it was me, James as a cat, uh, Matt Walker <laughs> and Minoru rest in peace. No, <laughs> <laughs> facing off against John Lindemann and that yeah, that was kind of funny. And, um, yeah, but, <laughs> but of course, yes, we must defeat the Lindemann. Yes. Obviously. Lindemann. <laughs> yeah. He's not going to listen to this. It's okay. <laughs> um, anyways, one, one other cool thing about this game, they have like a, a prominent camera button, like on the screen at all times that is going to take some kind of a screenshot of like what your Mies are doing in these situations, which is really convenient. And then it saves it onto the 3DS, like in the photo album or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you can easily go into the share app, which I think they even like say like, Hey, do you want to share this picture? And you can do it like really easily. Um, Wow. Uh, For the 3DS. (laughs) So they they even had that in the demo, right? Because you tweeted the picture of me and it added like a comment or something automatically. That was just in the, Pre, the demo preview video thing. Basically, okay. you, you're picking your friends to be on these specific, you know, characters, and it it's probably just a pre-rendered thing that just swaps out the faces and stuff. But it's right. all saying like the same stuff. The, the Japanese translated something like uh, like "Let's go on a quest together" or something like that. Something like that, and then like for whatever reason, like I said, there's a cat suit. <laughs> so it's like a you know part of the one of the classes it's just it's just silly it's it doesn't look like it's like anything that's going to be like incredibly deep but just kind of like a cute kind of fun game that you know might be kind of popular it's kind of uh, an interesting take on a demo isn't it it's not really a demo it's not a movie it's it's kind of both yeah. and slash non of either but yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean there's there's other weird stuff about the game too like for example there's like a lot of like affinity type of quest type of not even quest, just like relationship building stuff that you do in your party. And yeah, it's like they took like Street Pass Quest and Tomodachi Life, yeah, and Mitomo kind of stuff, and all this rammed them all together. Yeah, exactly. I don't want you touching my face, even if I am a cat. <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see some videos of that. But I guess in the in the demo application thing that they have you can do something in regard to that but i I only just did like the the stock video thing just to check that out first just didn't get around to doing the other thing you know the the video that i saw um it really confused the hell out of me because it was like miyamoto bill trinan and like satoru iwata Mm -hmm. and i was like man this is really like fucked up for nintendo to do this but it was only until afterwards i realized it was a you know it was a fan-made uh, video that somebody had done, and they'd put in Iwata's uh, as the monk. And in in the video, he like he gets like knocked out or something, and he's like collapsed on the floor. And then someone's coming up to him and goes like, "Iwata, no!" I was like, "Man, too soon." Yeah, that's oh. a very video. God. <laughs> yeah, and, and because of, there was a moment where I thought this was an official Nintendo video, <laughs> so I was like, "Fuck you now." But no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. I'm... Jesus. Yeah. All right. But yeah, um, 
I don't know if I'm going to buy this or not. It looks kind of interesting. Maybe it just depends this, how much this money is I have. This is a full price. Full yes. price. Man, Jesus. Full price, physical and digital. Jesus. Yeah. But eh, do we even really want to talk about Animal Crossing, really? Uh, don't does think anybody care? About I know Crossing. Ty does, but aside from Ty. Yeah, I love Animal Crossing. <laughs> I'm trying to get those uh, Sanrio crossover Amiibo cards. Right. Yeah, I still haven't found them anywhere. But Ty, you were genuinely having a conversation with someone on Twitter about like buying cards or something. Yeah. And, and you tried to involve me in that conversation? What the hell yeah, was that I've about? Yeah, I've been tasked with, with hunting down these for uh, my good pal Uncle Bob in the United States. Wow. Okay, I was going to say, I didn't realize any eight-year-old girls followed you on Twitter. but <laughs> Right. <laughs> Right. I mean, yeah, it's not going to stop me from making fun of them or whatever. (laughs) Yes, I've been known to hunt down Japanese things for people that I know over the internet Mm -hmm. and ship them things for a a modest fee or no fee just because I like them. Mm -hmm. The the direct itself was quite funny. It was like, obviously, it was made in Japan and it was like a a Japanese dude dressed as like a American hippie from the 60s. Which was based on like the dog and a new character in the game, yeah. A new character in the game, yeah. And then there was a KK Slider. Uh, <laughs> well, a, a man in a KK Slider outfit. Right. Which was um, kind of bizarre. And just Talking to note, again. too, even in the Japanese version, it was like horribly dubbed intentionally. What? Yes. Dubbed I into mean, Japanese? Yes. Over-dubbed. Like an overdub, you know, like a um, dubbing, like they dubbed it on a set. And not recorded, <laughs> you know, the audio. It was just, I mean, just to kind of add to the oddness. Oh, man, they the didn't have very good sound prediction for that, did they? They probably took like these tiny little mics outside and then all the audio was shit or something. It could have been. Use it. <laughs> you know, they do that for like American commercials, like in the UK. I don't know about Ireland, but like you'll have like a like a razor advert, which is like made in America, and they'll dub it over with like a, a British voiceover, and it just yeah. sounds so weird. It really does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they do that in Japan, but... Oh, yeah, obviously not sometimes, but that's kind of understandable. The languages are quite different now. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> some might argue that between America and the UK as well. No, Nobody has New Leaf, right? Yeah, nobody. I do. I do. Nope. Also, so you can have the free update then, right? I can. I think I downloaded it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting. It is a hell of an update. Like, I have no interest in Animal Crossing, but... Damn, that was one hell of a free content update. Yeah, it was. I just, I just don't feel any desire to go back to the game. I mean, you can have like Wolf Link in your uh, town now via one of those, you know, camping cars. Yeah, it's called it, in Japanese. It is. It is the cool. Platoon girls can show up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is cool. But I have other games that. I yeah it's my time worth I guess yeah I could I could see that but it is interesting what we could use this bit for is to jump off when talking about you know well first of all the mobile game which is supposed to be coming hmm. and also the fact you know this is supposed to that 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 is also supposed to interact with a with a console game which mm-hmm. may or may not be this new leaf update or it could be like a future you know switch title right. it's kind of weird isn't it I mean. Yeah. Like, they're doing all this massive update. So does that mean they're doing this massive update instead of a Switch game? Or are they just doing this to, you know, get people playing, you know, in advance of a full sequel coming out? Like, who knows? They're trying <laughs> to get it to 
clear those Animal Crossing amiibo off the shelves. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's also that. Yeah. But then, what the hell is this app going to be? It's like it's so weird. Yeah. It's a checklist for your amiibo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, it could actually be that. Yeah, scan an amiibo every day to get bells. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's awful. I love it. <laughs> it it is weird though like how we you know nintendo with the switch you know they're releasing this portable console next year at the same time as you know doing all these mobile apps you know it's like they're trying to have their cake and eat it too i guess it's right. all confusing it's a bit confusing for me i'm confused i'm very confused Old man james <laughs> what's going on with the applications <laughs> Um, so yeah, next I guess, Danny. Yeah, <laughs> Danny's about to die, so we should hurry up. Oh, um, what the hell! <laughs> uh, I added this Pokemon Osechi. Okay. okay. So if you're looking at the enhance enhance feed, Danny has kindly supplied a nice picture. Uh, do we all know what Osechi is? I'm assuming we all hate it. Uh, nope, no idea what you're talking about. Osechi. I am the straight man of this podcast, so let's go. <laughs> It's nothing about sexuality. It's just uh, it's just this New Year's food that Japanese people eat. It's got like several stages to it, you know. Usually on this like uh, wooden plate, and with all these different things, which all mean different things. All vo- usually involves right eating a lot of black beans, like sweet black beans and like egg roll things, and all sorts of other shit. All things that people hate. I mean, I've asked a lot of <laughs> Japanese people. And most people seem to hate Osechi. It's kind of one of those things. It's kind of like Brussels sprouts, I guess. Oh, you know, gross. Um, you know how like everyone eats it at Christmas, even though no one likes it? No, I never do. And <laughs> But, you know, Osechi is kind of the same thing. It's like, okay, what well, Osechi are we going to buy this year? Yeah, let's get this thing that everyone hates. But I, um, but I, don't, I don't think that's necessarily true, but... <laughs> Ask your wife, see if she likes Osechi. She does. I like it. It's okay. Some, not all the stuff in there. But... Yeah, exactly. It's always like, you know, it's, it's 30 to 40% like, that you don't like, right? Seriously, it's like, you know, three-fourths of it is like, this is good. That can just go to hell. No, thank you. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But that's not the whole thing being shit. A quarter of something being shit is like, yeah, that's pretty shitty. It's anyway, the, um, there's a Pokemon Osechi. It's, it's so shit. cute. It's a little bit of shit on that shit sandwich or okay no, i don't know and they're selling it in a giant pokeball and it costs like a hundred american dollars the equivalent of <laughs> huh, so i just wonder what the fuck this was you linked it and it was like it had pokemon go so i'm like is this just some weird food tie-in i don't know and, uh, <laughs> possibly now i understand there you go and the last thing is I want this to become a regular feature. I don't know why we've never done this before. Have we done this before? Maybe the once. The Mitsu's most wanted. Because you know, it's just a, it's such a good way to gauge like what you know is going on in Japan, what people are you know excited about, mm-hmm. you know, and also what games are coming up. Um, so it's kind of like all in one. So like, in case you don't know, for Mitsu, every ep- every issue they uh, have like a voting slip in the magazine, which you can fill in and then. Or fax in, <laughs> and oh, say which game you most anticipated. Uh, anticipating, uh, there's a list of like 30 games here. I'm not going to read out all of them, but like, um, let's say the the top 10, for example, mm-hmm. 
mostly PS4 games. I'm gonna say <laughs> straight oh, up. Yeah. Uh, like Neo is at number nine. Kingdom Hearts three, Resident Evil seven, Yakuza six. Uh, they're all PS4 games. But we have Dragon Quest eleven, which is uh, which they put as put as a 3DS game. But you know, that's sure. also PS4, right? There's a 3DS. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. Sorry. Yes. They've separated them, right? So at number five, Dragon Quest XI on 3DS, and then Final Fantasy VII Remake on PS4, and then Dragon Quest XI on PS4. So Mm -hmm. more people are looking forward to the PS4 one than 3DS one, right? And then there's Pokemon Sun and Moon at number two, and then the most anticipated game is Final Fantasy XV. What? So how original? All Dragon Quest, Final Fantasy, and Pokemon games. If you think about it, I mean, the, the people, okay, the people that are buying these magazines are pretty hardcore gamers. The people that are taking the time to fax these in <laughs> to Famitsu, I mean, these yep. are like the craziest of crazy gamers. So, it, no, I, I think a lot of kids um, uh, buy Famitsu. It's I know, got like just, a very childish comic, comic in it. I know, yeah, but I'm just saying. It's a childish comic, but the, the, the kids who read the comics aren't the one who have their own fax machines. <laughs> okay, they, they now it's those, literally they're coming, of, they're, they're coming of age ceremony at like twelve to fifteen. That's when they get their fax machines. <laughs> I like my, how my joke has just become fact now. Um, <laughs> the only P, the only Wii U game on the whole list is a number twelve, and that's Zelda. Um, yeah, Breath of the Wild, and, um, and number twelve. This was before the Switch unveil. Twentieth to the twenty-sixth, possibly. That would be interesting to see how it changed before and after. This was this was posted on the November sixth, but this was from the October twenty to twenty-six uh, issue. Yes, the, the those when the votes were cast anyway. So yeah, before right. the the switch reveal. But what 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 would have that have changed? Like Mario Switch, we think that would be on it. No, I'm just Splatoon. <laughs> Breath of the Wild on the Switch they, 2 or something. They maybe. do actually do that, though. They do actually do, um, what do you call them, like code names or like uh, not final names. games kind of thing. Not, unann- not unann- announced, but like not final names. You know, they do do that. Like they will have, you know, Zelda brackets, you know, uh, Wii U, you know, before we knew what it was called. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as they find it out, then they update it. Um. But yeah, it's funny that uh, Danny, that Megami Meguri, that yeah. uh, Suica game is is on the, one of the most anticipated games at number nineteen. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah, and Puyo Puyo in a, Puyo Puyo in a Chronicle as well, which is uh, kind of interesting. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, there's so many PS4 games on this. Like, it's amazing. Like all third-party PS4 games. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> take of that what you will. Third-party games are important. Okay, next. <laughs> All right, we move on to Twitter or something like that. Yeah, let's go ahead and take actually a quick break here, and we'll be back with your feedback. So stay oh, tuned. Okay, we're back. And if you want to have a question, comment, or complaint, read it on the air. You can email us at famicast at nintendoworldreport.com or hit us up on Twitter at the 
Famicast, all one word. Or you can so, swing by the forums, like uh, Topofant123 did. Mm-hmm. So in the last episode, episode 90, um, he says he thinks the Joy-Con grip is going to come with the system. Um, because without it, you would need to be in the Wii remote and nunchuck configuration. We discussed this like the last episode, right? Yeah. So when you're using the TV, there wouldn't be a way to charge the controls and play the Switch at the same time. Um, but there would, because you would be able to just dock them onto the Switch and that would charge them. So, And also the Joy-Con grip doesn't need to come with it because, you know, you know, like I said, <laughs> you can just use the Wii remote nunchucks, like he said as well. You don't need it. So, and also to reduce costs. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that the grip thing will not come with it. I'm, Danny, Danny, you going against me? I, well, I it want it to come with it. <laughs> um, when, when it comes to like the point of saving money, yeah, it seems like they just want to get this thing out, probably uh, costing them as little as possible. And it's like having a, a Wii wheel or a zapper shell in with the Wii. It's, but this is actually more functional. This actually makes it like a controller. I mean, the ugh. <laughs> but the, the system is the thing. That's the controller. I know, but I'm saying if it. If you don't opt for a pro and you don't want to use like a essentially a Wii Remote Nunchuck configuration, then this is like a half step to a pro. Yeah, I've been thinking. I've been worried about my Mario Makers on the Switch. I'm just been trying to imagine how that game's going to work. And uh, oh, it's over, it's, man. Uh, Dream's dead. Yeah, you just got to make those levels and play them all on the Switch, you know? Because once you dock it, you ain't making levels anymore, are you? Yeah, it's, so, it's over. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think that's why the, the rumors like, you know, Emily Rogers rumors are going around that Splatoon. Well, yeah, obviously Splatoon is in the works because we've seen it. But like um, as far as remakes, you know, the Mario Kart and Splatoon are pretty much a given. But like, yeah, Mario Makers, the, the, there haven't been any rumors of Mario Maker in the works, which mm-hmm. uh, is, uh, you know, half worrying, half uh, confusing. The creator tool is going to mobile, and then the play tool is going to the Switch. Uh, I was also thinking, you know, dreaming about like, uh, you know, like having multiple switches. It's like, okay, dock one switch and then use another <laughs> switch to, you know, design levels and like daisy chaining them together. It's like something like that. Wouldn't work. Uh, so, yeah, Danny, what about uh, Twitter? Um, got a nice comment from Russ Greeno, uh, just listening to the Famicast, and it sounded like James said, putting foreskins together. <laughs> I don't even know what he was talking about. <laughs> I think this is actually during our last recording, and uh, then there was kind of a bit of a back and forth, but Russ is just really concerned that, you know, the Jewish Nintendo fans won't be able to play the Switch or the NX. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, thank you for that, Russ. <laughs> also, he's at NX. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was helping him out there. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see. I think that's pretty Captain much a Crunch. big Captain stuff. Crunch. He won the uh, he won the Famicast quiz and during the telethon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, where's? Uh, he, he's he, oh, he tweeted a picture at us. You know, it arrived. Uh, his Japan Tastic Award from Famicast slash Kai um, arrived mm-hmm. in uh, end of October. Congratulations. And he wants an 80s robot expendable style movie starring Rob, Johnny Five, Omnibot 2000, 2XL, and Rex from Star Tours. I don't know any of those robots apart from Johnny Five. 
I don't even know what's going on anymore. <laughs> Same. The Expendables, you know, the movie with all those old dudes. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> he wants like a robot version of that. Right. I literally oh. heard what you said, but I didn't know any of those robots. <laughs> okay, that's not just me then. I thought it was like some American TV show that it might I'm not be. familiar with. Well, yeah. Star Tours is the Disney, like uh, the Disney Star Wars ride. Right. Right. So that's that's one more down. There we go. Oh, Rich, uh, Rich Seven O. He asked us if we'd done a life in Japan on Halloween. Well, we. He said he saw a bunch of little kids with parents trick or treating. Oh, I get. Yeah, he was in Japan, right? Yeah. Yep. Yes, he's tweeting this on the 28th while he was in Japan. Trick-or-treaters in Japan, really? Yeah. It's, yeah uh, James, well, you know more about this than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my son did do trick-or-treating a couple of times, actually, different events. Like, the first one, it was, like, his kind of, like, um, little play school that he sometimes goes to on the weekends. They kind of arranged this thing with, like, uh, some local shops. So they kind of said, you know, uh, okay, cool. we're going to visit you at, you know, exactly 4.05 p.m. Yeah. Here are some sweets. Give them to children that come to your shop. And they said, yes, we understand. And then they robotically <laughs> gave it to them as they came. Yeah. And the other time was uh, a little bit more natural. It was, um, we arranged it with like all the local mothers in the area. Like uh, basically all the same kids who go to the same school as my son. And uh, I can't remember, there was maybe like seven or eight families that you know wanted to do it so they all kind of went around and uh, you know as a group in costume and uh, did trick or treating yeah at the uh, designated houses because yeah, <laughs> you know most people don't know what the fuck they'll be doing right they're like exactly and with <laughs> japan too with anything and J- james obviously you know about this more than me but when it comes to parents and little kids and stuff like this in the neighborhood, things are just planned out really far in advance. And there's probably just a bunch of worrying that doesn't need to be there, but is anyways, because someone's going to steal my kid, even though I'm going to let him run wild, like a maniac in the supermarket and he deserves to be kidnapped. (laughs) Okay. Right. That's why Danny doesn't have kids. Well, not anymore. (laughs) Kidnapped. He doesn't have kids anymore. Right. Too soon, James. But yeah, yeah, pretty much though. I mean, yeah, everything has to be organized, you know, in Japanese tradition. Faxes have to be sent. Um, (laughs) Things have to be organized. I mean, one of the mothers did like a map of like all the houses that were involved with the trick-or-treating, you know? So it was like like, on the same street. Yeah, yeah, go to these houses only. Do not go to this house. That's an old guy. He he will be scared and will, you know, probably throw things at you if you go to his house. He doesn't know what the Halloween is. It's it's in in America. It's, it amazes me that you know whole areas can just like you know they're just ready for Halloween. It doesn't matter which house you go to. You say trick or treat, you're gonna get something. Well, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, is that not just... the same in the UK? Um, not really. I mean, I were well. I've lived in you know several different types of houses, but like. Uh, it wasn't really a thing. I mean, when I was growing up, you know, like in the eighties, you know, as a young kid in the eighties, it, it wasn't a thing. I mean, it was like Japan. It was like people didn't really know what Halloween was. It was just like this weird American thing that Americans do. Huh. And then it slowly, you know, obviously we were a lot quicker at picking up than Japan. But like, uh, but that was after I was 
adult, so I didn't yeah. really do it then. I mean, a, a way <laughs> to James, uh, you know, people just have their um, outdoor lights on or something like that, like the porch light, and if that's right. on, yeah, come and get your candy. If not, fuck off. I'm going to shoot you. Or put a big sign that says, fuck off, kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, does, do you know who Stephen Fry is? Uh, no. Do you know who Hugh Laurie is? Do you? <laughs> House, <laughs> the guy who plays House. That's, oh, okay. uh, that's Hugh Laurie. And Stephen Fry is the guy who's, I don't know, he's done like voiceovers in several games, like Little Big Planet. Okay. But he's he's, a, he's an actor anyway, comedian. So they used to do a com- comedy show, uh, I don't know, 90s slash late 80s called a bit of Fly, fry and Laurie and they yeah, did this I think gr- I've seen the little tiny bits of this yeah there's a I might link you up to it there's like a great uh, sketch they did about Halloween which kind of shows what British people think about Halloween hmm. um, like a bunch of kids come around to their house and this is what you should do on Halloween it's hilarious you should watch it I'll link it up that's it cool. <laughs> um, you know I think we actually had a, a quite a few comments and stuff on the YouTube video for episode 90. Oh, um, we did? Uh, a few. Okay. But, yeah, no, thanks for the comments, everybody. Even maybe a couple ah, negative ones, but um, it's fine. Maybe. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, right, yeah, this guy said this, this is my, my seventh podcast on NX over the last 12 hours. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, you're listening to a Nintendo podcast. What do you want from us? Yeah, I mean, then... Yeah, whatever. You can read the comments. Um, okay, I'll, I'll read them. Oh, okay. I, 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 never, I haven't actually seen these before now. Oh, okay. I, um, I don't like you, the listeners, but or James can read them out too. That's lazy. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I'm with James. Yeah. With Without a camera, it would mean Nintendo Switch can't play Pokemon Go. I sure hope that rumor is wrong. It's not going to play Pokemon Go. Yeah, Pokemon Go is on mobile only. That is never leaving mobile phones. Right, That's right. a whole shtick. Uh, hey, hey, great work, guys. I'm a huge PlayStation gamer. If you're not sure how the cross-buy system works on PS Store, don't talk about it. It makes you look ignorant, and it irritates me. <laughs> this is great. I'm mad about cross-buy. Oh, man, that's amazing. Did we, yeah. did we mess up talking about cross-buy? I don't remember that. I, I don't remember. I, I remember we mentioned it, but Xbox... James, I think you said something like, oh, like this game was, it's out on PS3 and now you can do it on PS4. And I said, I don't know about that. And you said, I, I was spot cares. on. What's he talking about? I don't think so. <laughs> it doesn't I'm, ne- really I'm never wrong. Yeah, I know thanks. there's a bunch of games on like PlayStation where you can get the dual packs, which come with both versions. Like I've got uh, PlayStation All-Stars for some reason, that fighting game, <laughs> Smash Clone. I've got that on both Vita and PS3 because I bought this pack. Yeah, uh, so, there you uh, go. What was that game where you played as like a squid or something? It was like Splatoon, Octodad. No, no, no. It was like a very um, kind of relaxing uh, overhead kind of. You know, it's like a very artsy fartsy kind of game. Not into solution. Was that a, a, P- a PlayStation Flo? exclusive? Flow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Like that. Like there was a PS4 update, and it's like if you had the PS3 when you got the PS4 one for free. Definitely remember that. Anyway. Uh, this is Felix Comgias, by the way, who said that. Anyway, he said, thank you for the for your work. I'm on the Turtle Rock Dungeon in Link to the Past, dude. Okay. Did we talk about Link to the Past? <laughs> I don't remember. Okay. Um, 
Portal player said, you might hate those gimmicks like cameras, gyro, microphone, stylus, but I think they added a lot of in innovation, especially in the Nintendo DS library. Good point. Yeah, we were complaining about the Wii U pad having a million things in it. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But and they I'm didn't fine. use it on the Wii U. They, they, yeah. they did use it on the DS, but not. The 3DS, like having on 3DS, the DS, the stylus, microphone, that was all super great stuff, but the Wii U was a waste of space. Yeah, more or less, yes. I agree. Okay. And the last one is from uh, Santiago. He said, damn, that's a good point. Didn't even think about that. And he, and he just uh, added a link to the point we were talking about, and obviously it was me. <laughs> obviously. It, it probably was. And it was, no, it was me. Okay. It was, and it was me talking about how if the the, the Joy-Cons break, uh, you can just replace them without having to replace the whole system. Mm -hmm. That'd be nice. I don't know. He says that was a good point. You know, I'd made many much better points in the episode, but, you know, whatever. Thanks. For it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Whatever. Yep. But, yeah, right. on our, on our, talking about all that um, shite that they added to the Wii U gamepad that we didn't use, but, like, the RFM were talking about, you know, how... Uh, how the Switch is probably going to be like a, a multi-touch, uh, what do you call it? What's the capacitive. opposite of resistive? Capacitive, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, and somebody wrote in asking about how the DS games would be converted to the, the Switch, you know, because it's different types of screen, uh, touch screen. And, um, but it, doesn't, it didn't make me think about how I'd love to have a uh, Elite Beat Agents sequel on Switch, because like, that would totally work with a, with a multi-touch controller no problem yeah. you don't need a stylus for that because no. I mean, the buttons are so chunky right it's perfect for your finger yeah. don't don't get my hopes up dude don't do <laughs> this to me mm, it's gonna happen it's gonna happen yeah in hd it'd look amazing that, that that would be something that they should revive well but then that also made me think uh if you had it docked it would say please undock the switch to play this game yeah, that's Are the they gonna internal have problem that with Switch games. Well, mm. then if it's that, you can make it touch compatible, but then just also make it obviously with buttons as well. No, oh. don't those stupid Project Diva games do that? Like they got both <laughs> types of controls. Dude, Final yeah. Fantasy, you know the Final Fantasy doesn't. doesn't. Yeah, they do it at least in the... them like a million different ways. Yeah, and it's fine because sometimes you don't want to dance around the stupid touch screen. You know, sometimes you want to. Just hit the buttons because it just feels better. Just hit A, A, B, B, up, up, that kind of thing. Yeah. It, it works. <laughs> oh, Danny, we, we also haven't talked about the Famicom Mini. Did you get one? Well, it's not out yet. It comes out on here. It comes out on November 10th, which is actually, you know, the, well, a couple of days from technically tomorrow. But, um, <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So next episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's full coming. details on that. Yeah. Um, Ready to be disappointed by the Exclusive. tiny controllers with short range. <laughs> right. With your face pressed against the TV. Exactly. Good. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, that's going to do it for feedback. So we're going to take one more quick break and be right back to close out the show. All right, that's going to be pretty much it for today. Uh, before we go, we're going to go ahead and give our, our Twitter handles. If you want to follow me, Danny Bivens, you can follow me at Danny Biv on Twitter. And uh, James, how about you, man? Yes. 
Sweet. Uh, at Family Complicated. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, pleased to follow. Pleased to understand. And uh, Ty, how about you, dude? Uh, super Cat Drugs. Please follow me for uh, video game jokes and, I don't know, keen design insights, maybe. <laughs> and making fun of people who want to like buy Animal Crossing cards. Yeah, and also people who don't, too. They, <laughs> right? I don't discriminate so much there. That's true. Scrub quotes. Scrub quotes. What's the scrub quotes Twitter handle again? It's scrub quotes with, with an X after it. Scrub quotes X. There's always oh, something I, good. Actually, I had, a, I had a scrub quote question, actually. Um, if people complain about lag, do they get put on scrub quotes? Uh, sometimes. Needs more information. Needs context. Like, you only beat me because of lag or whatever. Yeah, but that's like the most vanilla thing ever. Uh, it's not interesting. If, if somebody okay. says that, like, in a chess game, that's going on scrub quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, okay. It's just, um, you know, I do follow script guys and I, I just noticed the pattern that, like, I never see the word lag mentioned ever. But that's maybe just because I just missed it. Low-hanging fruit. Ah, yeah, there's that too. And, you know, context always helps. Interesting. Cool. And uh, Cyrus, what about you, man? Where can we find you? You can find me at Celsi and... Right about now is the time of year when I start complaining about my neighbors not helping me garden. So, <laughs> so stay what? tuned for keen updates on my growing gardening progress. Get good look- at gardening, scrub. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, you don't get you attacked can't by Harry Caterpillar. Let the team carry you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's going to do it. So we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Uh, Danny, sure are you stay- all right? What's that? Are you all right? Me? Are you feeling all right? weird (laughs) wow please understand yeah we hope Danny will be with us in the next episode I'll be fine maybe we can't promise anything (laughs) (laughs) just in pieces yeah alright well uh, be sure to check us out later in the month for the live episode stay tuned to our Famicast Twitter for all the information about that and we'll catch you guys next time peace peace peace